the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fesley, Big Dick Toledo. We're ready to go for another glorious day uh, before the nukes start floating all over the place. Brett tries to figure out his head. We'll get it all together. Thought it was going to happen yesterday. You were kind of rooting on that? Well, I wasn't rooting on it, but it just seemed like things were happening. And then today. a bunch of articles... And comments about uh, Putin might not be mentally stable. Oh yeah, no, maybe, maybe, no, maybe a fact. But yeah, who knows? But yeah, that's the that's the world we live in now. It's like hmm, nuclear uh, heightened nuclear tensions once again. It's like the 1960s all over again. It's fun, it's fun. Enjoy today. That's what it teaches us all. Enjoy today. You never know when you're going to get eviscerated by hot fire. That's it. That's basically. I was seeing some of the weapons they got over there. And I'm sure we've got them too, but that one that turns the air into fire, that it sucks all the air up and then turns the air into fire, an unbreathable fire. And the people are just driving down the street trying to get out of there, and these trucks are going by. And one of the reporters goes, there it is, the Russian AO-171 that turns all of Earth's air into extreme fire. (laughs) I'm like, God, I love when British people tell me stuff. There is nothing better. But yeah, super fire. Uh, just blows the air up, and you just start breathing. You think you're breathing. You're actually inhaling a fire. Cool. Hitler in the morning was at it yesterday. Yeah, Hitler in the morning. He's off. There's no more Hitler in the morning. He's gone as of today. That's true. They got yep. some lady down there now. I know. She took my parking spot, too. Well, no, we need to talk to her about that. And the new crap. ladies, she got here before you. I know. And that will probably last a couple weeks just to show that she's really trying. But we got to get her out of that. So, you know, I'm going to get some white spray paint. Put a Brett on that spot. That's <laughs> Thanks. We don't have a marked, but it's all been an understanding case. Alex has always gotten it. We've always gotten it. Yeah. Uh, it's an understanding. You don't just... You ask first. She wow. Swiped it. That's wow. unbelievable. Or she's just making a statement. Or she's going to take spot. Brett's place? Yeah. She's only got a couple months for that. It's all good. Yeah. She's going to no, be out of jobs. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Right, look, for the next 12 weeks, we have to deal with her parking in spaces, and, and then, then she'll be gone. Of like, all the spaces, she takes the yeah. Italians. Yeah, I know. I know. Jeez. It's not the one you want to mess with no, right off the bat, no. but it is a statement. It is a statement. So we welcome her. My grandmother, now, Isabel, is now uh, working on it. That was my grandma's name. We called her Izzy. So that's the new show over there. So if you're, if you're just kind of on the fence with us, go enjoy Izzy and... And we'll see you we'll in an, see an hour. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we got a girl morning show down there. And here's the fun part. This weekend, uh, for some reason, everybody was on the same page with me uh, as far as women's sports. I got blasted yesterday as Notre Dame female basketball was playing Louisville, Louisville female basketball. And, uh, I like Louisville. Louisville is better, the Louisville. Now, I like when South Carolina's girl basketball team plays because I'm a fan of the Lady Gamecocks. I think screaming, go Lady Cox, is the best thing. In 2022, it's the most woke team tough ever. Tough to beat. The Lady Cox are a tough one to knock out. So I don't care about much much else. But I did see that the 21-6 and Notre Dame Fighting Irish girls basketball team was taking on the 24-5 and Louisville uh, team. And at, uh, with two minutes left in the first half, it was 45-8. Uh, to eight. You sent the forty-five. You sent the forty-five. There was six. Three and a half minutes left, and they had forty-five to six. They had one in between. They scored eight points, and and by the end of the half, they just poured it on. They had fifteen at halftime. I started to pay attention to the game, and I am in hysterics because my phone, one person after another, for some reasons, like Holmberg enjoys, like they, I got blasted with like updates from Louisville Notre Dame girls basketball, and I died laughing. Then I decide to go to ESPN.com, take a gander at this, and all they could talk about is how Louisville's probably going to host a regional, or I mean uh, Notre Dame is. 
that they're they're a ranked team. This is as good as it gets. Not once did they say, "What an embarrassment!" You should get kicked out of any tournament ever in basketball if your team scores less than twenty points and a half. You're not allowed to play in any tournaments. You're just banned from the sport. Implement for, the no mercy. There's under a no mercy, and if you get 20. and if you get mercyed out of a game, you forfeit all the rest of your games. That's it. We can't have you going out there pretending to be a contender. Hilarious. So then I get this on top of it all. In Portland, and talk about, you know, we just gave Izzy, what, a couple months before the heat comes yeah. down? There's a sports bar opening in Portland this spring, and they're real proud. The guy uh, who started it, he's like, I'm changing the game. Uh, he's changing the game because he basically is uh, a girl. It's Jenny. Her name's Jenny. She's starting a place called the Sports Bra, and they refuse to play any men's sports, all women's sports, all the time. That'll last. That's all. Who is her <laughs> business mentor that said, yeah, pour your money into that? She's like, people will come in and it'll look like a regular sports bar. And they'll just think, wow, this is going to be great and be comfortable. Then when they realize the TVs are all playing women's sports, the flags on the wall are women's teams, WNBA, uh, the Storm, uh, or the Thorns. I guess the Portland Thorns, a girls' soccer team or something. Uh, but the witty name isn't a play on words. It's uh, generating fandom for women's sports. It's going to be tennis. Um, we'll have gymnastics. We'll have a yeah, because nobody, nobody is getting enough women's gymnastics. That is true. I'll tell you what. If you opened up a girls' gymnastics bar, college gymnastics. I remember going to a sports bar once when Kobe's funeral was on, and they had college gymnastics going. And me and my friend, uh, actually, we saw yesterday. Doug were sitting in there because we had a client meeting. We had to go out, and we're we're drinking beers, and Kobe's funeral's on, and there's a bunch of people like really into that on the big screen. But the TV we were watching was UCLA and Pac-12 women's gymnastics. And those college gymnastics girls aren't like the Olympic ones. They've developed. Like, they, that's why they're not Olympians, is they've got asses and boobs, and they de- right. they developed. And Doug and I are like, oh, God, yeah! At Kobe's funeral, we're like, what's wrong with you guys? And the little TV <laughs> is just sweet ass after sweet ass. That is a bar I would maybe attend once or twice. If they're doing women's, uh, you know, beach volleyball, I'll show right. up. I'm there. That's, Pole vaulting, too. I'm in. Uh, yes. Yeah, sports. Uh, women's sports bar has to be sexualized or we're not interested. 100%. And I they're going to have to yeah. send their own cameras out there to get coverage. Otherwise. Yeah, on some think, of that yeah, stuff. Because yeah. I don't even think they, they put it on TV. Uh, otherwise, I'm pretty sure she just opened a lesbian bar. I'm pre- Without her knowing, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just said, whoops, they opened a lesbian bar. And if that's your end goal, go get them. But Softball tourneys. Yeah, yeah, what, Come on! What are you going to watch? That's great. So I got that. I got all the... Notre Dame has six points in the first, and I'm like, all right, everyone lay off. The ladies are trying. Not Notre Dame so much, but the ladies are trying to play sports, and it's adorable, and let's keep it that way. Just as a joke, the four of us would go, like Texas Grill. Like, we'd go into the lady sports bar as kind of a gag. Like, all right, one time we'll go and see what they've got. We'll order the clams. And we'll have, you know, we'll goof around with some Could clams. get loud. Yeah. And you know, tons of, like, uh, ketchup. So I want some of that 28-day-old ketchup, if you got that. What does that mean? You know what it means, lady. Now, bring it in here. I want to squeeze it out of a cotton thing. I want to just wring it out, my ketchup, and just have jokes uh, galore and then get kicked out of the lady sports bar because nothing better than being kicked out of a place you don't intend on going back to anyway because the words on your way out are usually epic. So I just want to thank the listeners for keeping me up to date on girl sports all weekend because I didn't. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> 45 to 6 at one point. I didn't catch it. Did you say the name of the place today? Sports Bra. Oh, that's right. Sports the Sports Bra. bra. Not Bar. You see, he flipped the... There. It's right. clever, Brady. Ah. Yeah. It's sports Bar. Like, yeah, you're just getting it. 
sport. They're smarter than you. Bra. They turn the A and the R, and that's backwards. So it's a sports bra. And you go inside, and you're like, what the f*** is this? Where's the football game? Oh, we're watching women's tennis today. Sports bar. It's the sports bra. Okay, but turn it to the Niners and Vikings, right? You're going to have that on it. No, no, no. Only women's sports. I got to tell you later, you're going to go the f*** out of business real fast. This ain't going to work out. So what do you give that? Like one spring? Well, they want to open um, probably in July when Wimbledon starts. Is that wanna... really a target date? That's going to draw or the people? Or the U.S. Open. Well, Cause... you know, for big uh, TV. Because people run out to bars to watch <laughs> tennis. I mean, I'm they just can't... trying to think yeah. of other events. That There's would... none. March Madness? March Madness. Girls March Madness might be the only one. Is that a picture of it? Yeah. Is that her? I guess oh, so. yeah, that's a lesbian bar. I didn't even see yeah. a picture of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's crazy. There she is. Yeah, she's out of her mind. She's out of her mind. That or it's money laundering. Or there's... Or I mean, yep, you know what? Leave it to the Italian to call it like it is. <laughs> if it lasts longer than eight months, it's a oh, shadow yeah. operation. Oh, 100%. percent right. You're absolutely true. Did they already scissor that's the uh, ribbon for the grand opening? <laughs> yeah, that's a good... I don't know if they've been scissoring yet. Scissor it open, girls. The sports bra. What's on TV today? Louisville and Notre Dame. It's 45 to 6. Oh, God. In basketball? Brady, that means that you, me with two new hips and a broken leg, Brett and Toledo, were only down six points to Notre Dame yesterday with two minutes left in the first half, and we hadn't even tried playing yet. We could have just shown up. We could have put up six points. We could. We would have put up six points. Yeah. We, would, we would have for sure. With our elderly bodies and broken bones and everything else. I mean, I've been gassed after the second fast break. <laughs> you but might have been gassed. It would have been fine. I'm kind of in a jog walk situation with my current surgery, but I can move. I would I would have definitely, I'd have hit at least two threes. I'll guarantee it. Guarantee it. I, this is, I, I hit two threes against the Harlem Globetrotters in a game once, so everybody can be quiet. <laughs> I was I had AC Green guarding me. Now he was elderly and broken down, but it's AC Green. And I popped a three over him, and I thought I can hit threes over AC. I hit another one later. Yeah, kind of a kind of a launch just dream. Bombing threes, just that's six points. I had six points against the Globe Trotters. Okay, enough said. You're not a team. You're not a sport. We're we are Title Nine. That doesn't matter anymore. Oh, it does. The sports bra. So Brady says, target Wimbledon's girl matches. For the big sports bar parties. <laughs> they get funnier and funnier the more they try to be us. Time tap? Yeah. What was wrong with being like a woman? I remember when it was like hot to be sexy and like that was where you got your attention. And then I, I miss those days. I do too. Like I I I would I'd love to trade that out. Like I would absolutely love to trade that out. Like if women are like, well, all you have to do is stand there and look good. I'm like, okay. And I will sexualize them. Like, this This sounds amazing. That's my job now? Yep, that's it. Okay. They fought that. You know who fought it? The ugly ones. The ugly ones got mad about that. The pretty ones are out there modeling. And the ugly ones even got mad at them. We have to have more sustenance. No, you don't. You just look good. Just try harder and look good. That's your job. That's it. And we'll make it easy for you. Meh. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. That place will be packed. The sports bra? Yeah. Maybe in Portland and Seattle. Just because it's like, hey, we got a sports bra. No. The lesbians, you mean? Yeah, we got oh, yeah, a sports bar. It has nothing to well, do with... Just say it has nothing to do with watching the sports. the sports. Yeah, you could put anything on TV. They won't care. And I guarantee you those lesbians will start pushing, and you're going to see some NBA action on those TVs. Well, that, and I think what would be 
probably pretty exciting in some of the fights that might break out. Inside the lesbian bar? Yeah. You don't hear about a, uh, that a lot, but I bet you there is a lot of... There's got to be some rivalries yeah. going in there. Some cooch grabbing stuff and things like that. Who knows? I was at the Suns game yesterday, and I don't know lesbian fights. I'd like to see that sometime. They don't They don't tend to break out into those things. There are lesbians that love the NBA. They're there. There's a lot of them. They don't even like the WNBA. But they are going to. You know, they've got taste. It's not all lesbians have to like it. They probably go to a few games just to be like, all right, I'm on the team. But nobody wants to see that. See, yeah, the Suns yesterday. They're two in a row they've lost now. They lost to the Jazz yesterday, and they lost to uh, the Pelicans on Friday night handily. Uh, so the Chris Paul injury has made them it's kicking in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought it would be a little easier on them. Uh, than what people were saying. I talked to guys at physical therapy, and the one guy's like, the Suns are going to lose 10 games while he's out. And I'm like, they've only lost 10 all year. And he goes, they're going to lose 10. And I'm like, I don't see it. He might be right. They they don't look whole. Who is the guard that they picked up to kind of well, try to Aaron Holiday, and he's okay, but he's yeah. not a starter. Uh, Devin Booker's kind of running the point, and they're back and forth. And campaign's been injured, too. That's the other thing. They don't have a point guard right now. They got Aaron Holiday's just gotten there. So it'll take some time for him to get, some, get used to it. And they played a good game yesterday, but... Losing two in a row, and then you start looking down the right. No Chris Paul for six weeks might be tougher than people thought. So that last pass from Crowder. Oh, at the end of it. what was that? The whole place deflated. I mean, he he hits the three, gets him within three. They get it back. Crowder gets the ball, and then just lobs one into the stands. Yeah. And his body language afterwards, he just he just like fell to the floor, like oh my god, it just gave the game away. They they were the momentum was all theirs, and then that pass was ridiculous. Two seconds left. It was just nuts. Uh, yeah. So, and the whole place just air sucked out of it. And like, oh, that's it. And then oh, there's another one. Me and K Ray, because he didn't call the game yesterday. And uh, my buddy Mark went back to the H&H ranch and got drunk. So I'm looking yesterday afterwards. Me and Mark went and uh, pretended to be a gay couple to see if we could get discounts at stuff. I think you can. I think that's kind of a thing. If you really? start if you start acting like somebody's treating you poorly because you're gay, it makes other people nervous and they start giving you free things. So we went over to uh, the apartments that are being built next to the sta- the uh, arena. Yeah. Just to see what, you know what they're getting for apartments downtown? Like, I have one, and it's reasonable, but it's older. Like, uh, the H&H Ranch is 50-50 with Doug. So the new ones. The new ones that are going up, right down the way. I, I, I We just thought, well, let's just take a look at what they've done here for the brand new ones. Because the other one is like the cityscape. Are they like 1,300 like, square feet yeah, bigger 12, than that? Yeah, 1,100 square feet. 900 to 1,100 square feet. I'm going to go 700. $700? $700, $700,000. No, no, no. They're they're for rent. Oh, for <laughs> Jesus rent. Christ, Brady. Filver shot Okay, it. on the rent, yeah. Yeah. they're going to rent for uh, $3,500. All right, and you say three? Yeah, uh, $4,800 bucks a month. Like go. who's paying this? And then that, and then there's is there? Uh, I don't know. HOA or something. My head fell off. I, my, the second Not HOA, like, what? but whatever. Yeah. So it was like cheaper. Like there's a few that are like four, and then if you want to go up to like anywhere past the third floor, it's like it jumps up to like forty five hundred a month. And I'm like, who's doing this? Who's paying forty five hundred dollars a month for rent in downtown? I'm like it doesn't make sense. That seems to have come out of nowhere. It's insanity. And there's a few places that aren't doing that, but the newer ones, and then the one next door was a little cheaper, but it's still an apartment for, I just don't see it, man. It's craziness. <laughs> Insane. I don't, have to, I don't know how average families are trying to get it done if apartments not, are pulling that. There's people coming over from California. And- I know. They're crushing. It's nuts. But yeah, she said 4800 and I just nodded like, yes, that seems reasonable. And what I should have said was, are you out of your mind? <laughs> 
What are you opening, a girl's sports bar next? These are terrible business decisions. You mean get the twink rate with you and Mark in there? No. Mark and I, well, we see, and that's what I think it is. Twink rate, see, you see two full male incomes. Mm-hmm. So then you're thinking, well, these twinks the can full do it. Monty. Yeah, so then you knock them cold with the price because ah. it's like two twinks. That's two big man incomes, and they're coming in here. And uh, so I think that, and then we had Kevin Ray with us too. So they're like a triple twink. This is like these guys can afford seven, eight grand a month. We got three full salaries, and I think I see that one on TV all the time. So I don't know. We did have uh, K Ray's uh, daughter and boyfriend with us as well, and so oh, that, that might yeah. look like a full family of twinks, and then like a surrogate daughter, and like we had one put in a tube, and we built a <laughs> four men and a baby. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> This is no good, but yeah, K Ray doesn't look gay. Mark and I can pull it off. Mark, I don't know what he was doing yesterday. He wore, he looked like he went to Dr. Dre's garage sale, and all his clothes were too big, and it was all black. And I'm like, we got to do something. Like it was Black History Month yesterday, just in Mark, and I'm not sure why, but it's the weirdest outfit I've ever seen my friend wear. So, but he he wasn't pulling off twink. I looked full twink. I had it all on. I had my bright orange shoes. I looked full twink, and so they hit me with the twink pricing. It's insane. Five grand a month or four, four thousand a month for an apartment downtown. I was blown away. You were looking at apartments with Johnny Cash? <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. It was, uh, I don't know what, it was literally like the way that 90s rappers used to dress. His shirt was like a triple XL. It would it have been baggy on you. I don't understand what he had on. Way too much design in the front. It was uh, embarrassing. It was embarrassing to be with him yesterday, but we t- maybe that's why they tried to price us out so people like him didn't move in. I, I didn't realize that prices had gone that high. Keeps out the riffraff, but there's riffraff all over. Because you walk around, there's some guy yelling at us, some Bible quote that I think he was making up as he went along. Uh, I'm not sure it's that. Through a fries bag. Like he had it over his face and he's shouting out that Jesus is coming, don't breathe the air. And I'm like, okay, well, four grand a month I pay to get these people out of here. What do we got to do to eviscerate this problem? (laughs) The truck roll over him or something? Unless he has one of those Russian planes. The fire oxygen. Well, that could be just a, all right. All normal people to your hotels, please. Let's get in your rooms. And then poof, the homeless. Like, I told you, too hot to breathe. I told you the time I just stood next to that guy at the stoplight, and he turned to his wife and just says, F you, N word. And then they started like fist fighting right there. There was nothing was going on. We're crossing the road on Diana Taurasi Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a street named after. That'll cause a fight. Yeah, and th- th- we're just standing there waiting for the light to turn. He turned to his wife and goes, F you, Edward! <laughs> and I went, what? And it just starts punching each other, like right there. And then they're wrestling. She's fighting back. And I'm like, what's going on? I just, this is normal downtown behavior. It was weird. So, for $4,500 a month. You're paying for it. You can be right on top of that if you'd like, every day. Those are your pay-per-views. Yeah. If you want to simply go over and grab some uh, bottled water over at the Fry's, you're going to have to... You know, vacillate through that uh, slalom of weirdness. It's the homeless people screaming and begging for things. It's weird. It's getting downtowny downtown. That's expensive. So, Brady, I want you to get one of those right now because I'm not going to do it. And uh, I'd like to use your place as a drinking pad. All right. <laughs> means the H and H Ranch is a bargain. Place is great. Sure, it may not have all the twink amenities. It's got enough. Sure, maybe ours uh, that Doug got was a little bit discounted because the people who lived in it before were midgets. That's true, actually. If you ever go in my H&H ranch, you'll recognize that the counters are about 28 inches off the ground. Way too low. The oven, you can barely even get to it. If you've been, It's like on the floor. It's crazy low. And the, and the bathroom, you can pee in the sink and brush your teeth at the same time, which, by the way, I know is true because that's what I do when I stay there. 
Are the Keebler elves living there yeah, or no, something? The midgets or? lived there before us. Yes. And they didn't upgrade it. Doug just took it as is, so they gave us a little bit of a a little bit of a break. Everything's low. Next time you're in there, notice it. Go lean on the counter. Brady can put his ass on the counter just leaning. Oh man. Yeah, it's low. It's for little. I've seen, I just never noticed. Wow. Yeah, right. when you get in there. Okay. Next time, just sit down and go. Like, this is for this tiny is a people. Great design. Yeah, Brady loves it. It makes him feel gigantic. It's weird, but anyway, so save your money or do something else. But renting downtown is insane. Uh, it's 6.05. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. And we'll start this week off proper. It's 98 KUBD. Wake up! Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 uh, 6.30 on the dot. And I, like most of you, all weekend long, uh, stayed glued to the information that was coming in and was fooled several times by pictures of Barry Wood's penis. I yes, had thank seven. You for that, I, I sent way. you guys a couple myself. <laughs> Did you see the one about the dog with the huge wiener? No. Did you play the video I sent you there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. There's uh, one circulating that's uh, Russian news, and then you click on it, and it's this, like, little... Pekingese dog that has the biggest penis I've ever seen. Man, woman, child, it didn't matter what was. I've never seen a bigger wiener ever. And I'm dying laughing at that. I clicked on probably eight news stories. I am in a group of, uh, well, I'm not, it's not a group of people together. There's uh, two cop friends of mine, uh, Jesus up there at Larry H. Miller Chrysler uh, in Surprise. He's in on, he does one. I have uh, my friend Mark, a couple other guys that I'm friends with. Probably seven different groups of people, and we fire off Barry Woods when we find him. This weekend was amidst all the, the, the terrible news. updates. Oh, the, you know, nukes, <laughs> nuclear tensions rise. Uh, here's a, a picture of Putin that says he amps up there, and you click on it, and it's Barry. And then the one where he was singing, I don't know if I sent you that. It was wow. hilarious. There's just so many Barry Woods. And he just makes the day better. Big. And Black History Month on top of it. I felt like I was actually doing something about race relations by enjoying Barry Wood rather than sitting there tied to the to the constant news of uh, what's going on in Ukraine and, and that stuff. But I, I must have seen that guy's crank about 35 times this weekend, laughed every time, and then fired it off to everybody that I yeah. know. And uh, the candy dispenser was my favorite one. Where yeah. you reach and you get a Milky Way where his penis is and a Snickers slides right yeah, out behind that's it. Like, God, Do you get one of those? I gotta, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on that. I've got the light switch. I've got the key rack. I've got the, the coat wine, hanger. The wine rack. Too, I have the you? wine rack yep. where I got that as a gift for someone too. And that's on their house. So the end of the wine goes through as his penis is. It's a silhouette of him. I've got the bobbleheads. I've got all the all the Barry Wood stuff. And uh, one of a kind artwork from J. Todd Himes that I commissioned him to paint. In the H and H Ranch as well, so I'm very excited about more Barry Wood, making me feel less scared of the future. Uh, you know, with all that's going on in the news, and then I'd forgotten, as I did kind of find real news, that Vitaly Klitschko is the mayor of Kiev. I totally forgot that he ran for mayor back in 2014, and he's been he's been an integral figure in the what have you politics. mentioned? Yeah, they don't really talk about it. Like the mayor of Kiev is uh, former heavyweight champ uh, Vitaly Klitschko. And his brother and him were on TV in helmets, and they said, come get us. We're staying. Uh, they're probably not going to live, but they're standing in the middle of the city just going, we're fighting. For so they're not saying, done. don't worry about the come get us, just get us some ammo? Like the, uh, Well, basically, the yeah. Saying. Oh, that was, what a great line that guy had. Was that the best, like, w- uh, it was Air Force One quality yeah. when America, and that was kind of a wimp move on our part going, hey, we can get you out of there. Do you want to 
we'll, we'll send in a plane. We'll get the, the president of Ukraine out. And he goes, I don't want to ride. I need some ammunition. It's like, oh, send man. The ammo. When did you turn into Harrison Ford? That's the best line I've ever heard a president utter. Start building the statue, whether they win or lose now, of this former comedian turned president of Ukraine saying great stuff like that. Awesome. We don't have actors that cool. We don't have anybody that cool. Plus, good. he knows the minute he moves out of that, wherever spot he's at, the bunker. Oh, well, he's not even in a bunker. Uh, you see the, the... Well, wherever he's hiding. The, he's not hiding. The video he shot the other day, he was standing in the street in front of the presidential palace, and he goes, I'm right here. Wow. I'm right here. You guys say I'm hiding? And he turns and he points to, like, what would be the White House, and he goes, I'm standing right here. What do you want? And he's like, I'm not going in. He's got a set of balls. And the weekend, the, the video before... He's standing in a street with evidently a, a landmark behind him. He's got great green screens. Great green screens, because I was fooled completely by it. <laughs> but he's standing there, and four guys are behind him. He goes, we're not going anywhere. We're not moving. I'm like, man, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. <laughs> and the good thing is he's an actor. So when the movie comes and he moves out here, if, the, if he doesn't get his head got chopped a couple off, of parts. he is going to play himself in the movie. <laughs> Last night at the SAG Awards, our actors... Idiots. All accepted their speeches by saying, we need to stand with Ukraine. Well, you knew that was going to happen. He's a fellow actor. I know. But they're making it because he's an actor. Oh. Even Brian Cox, who... My mind is with Ukraine right now. We have an actor there. Michael Keaton said it. We have an actor over there. We have to remind ourselves to stay. If he wasn't one of you, would you care? Evidently, that was a big deal for them to say that he was an actor. But this dude's a badass. I mean, that's some... I have a working theory here that seems to make sense to me. I don't know if I told you guys this Friday. I think Vladimir is dying. I think Putin has been diagnosed with something that's given him a deadline. And so the more... I was reading about uh, Russian leaders, like little bits and pieces. And, you know, there's Ivan the Terrible, Catherine the Great, you know, have the... uh, the Destroyer, I think it was Vlad the Destroyer. They've got these these ones, and, and evidently Putin has always wanted to be Vlad the something or other. And one of the like people around him who have kind Didn't of know have walked away has have said his legacy is disappointing to him. He's not the Russian super savior that he wanted to be. Even though he's been there forever. But he did that himself. Yeah. So when he took over, it was a regular presidency. Uh, Boris Yeltsin, then him for eight years, and they had term limits like the United States. He put that Medvedev guy in and said, I'll be the supreme chancellor of this whole thing, and you can be the president, but I'm here. And everybody knew it was kind of like, it's Putin's not giving up power. He's reconfigured re, uh, the way this thing works. And then a few years later, he's like, now I've got the paperwork in. I can stay as long as I want. I'm back in. And that was 20 years ago. So now he's done that. But people in the know, evidently, and who knows what I'm reading might be fake, were saying that it's bothered him his entire existence that he hasn't been this figure for Russian people to go, thank you for everything. You saved us. Because we were kind of lost for a little while after Yeltsin was gone. And what are we? Yeah. Are we the Soviet Union? Are we a d- democracy? Are we a democracy with socialism? What are we, communists? Also, he's from a um, you know KGB background. Huge KGB background. And that was real important to him to be the guy that came in and everybody in Russia just falls at their feet. He wanted all the statues of other guys and him. Like, you know, he wanted the he wanted Russian legacy and he hasn't gotten it. So I'm, the more I read, the more I started thinking. I think somebody's told, he's 69 years old, somebody's told him, you don't have long. 
you can fast track whatever it is you need to do. And his ego is screaming. He's out. got like a, a Rasputin in his yeah, ear, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of a yeah. He's got a a, a thing where it's you got to hurry up and get this over with and, and start being the guy who rebuilt the Soviet Union. And you got like two years to get this done. Because, I mean, this seems kind of hasty, doesn't it? It's like, sure. all right, I mean, it's always been a thing he's talked about, but then to just go in and do it the way they're doing it didn't seem... Even the Russian soldiers are asking on TikTok and I YouTube... I protests. The, the Russian soldiers are saying, what are people saying? That yeah. one guy that stopped me goes, what are people saying? He's like, nobody wants you here. You, you need to turn around and go back. And he's like, I don't know what... Like, they don't know where they are. And so... Uh, and then you read about Putin over the last two years with COVID... Have you seen the protocols to be in a room with him? No. They silkwood your ass. Like, you get hosed off with chemicals. Rooms. Like, and- oh, it is. Like, you're in a room, and you get hosed off, and then you can't be within 40 feet of him. That table he always sits at Weird. is designed to not be close to him. Yeah. And so he's scared to death of COVID, horrified by it. So something's not right, and it feels to me like he's got this delusion. Well, that definitely sounds like he's... Uh- you know, his immune system may, might be compromised well, or whatever. It. But he's yeah. delusional at this point to think, uh, I'm the most important person on the planet, and I'm going to prove it. Like, he wants that. So he wants the Vlad the Conqueror title. And the more I read, the more I'm looking into this, the more I'm like, wow, it seems like there's something there's something recent has occurred to make him go, I got to do this now. Whoops. I got to do this right now. Well, with these... It's uh, weird the sanctions that are happening around and you sure. have that much everyone pulling in you, on them but you they, think a rational mind who's not worried about the end expiration would sit and say okay this is going to hurt us like he's not there's no he doesn't care about timelines which somebody with with no timeline would do if somebody with a, with an expiration already is like what are you going to do in, in, yeah. two year, in two years you're going to break the economy won't be here and I, that's kind of what it seems like. The, the more I'm looking in, the more it's feel. That's just my working theory of why this is happening the way it's happening, and why he's so hell bent on. I don't care. You make a move, I'll throw a nuke at you. Yeah. Watch this. It, it's it's more, it's less posturing and more just like the the lashings out of uh, an injured fighter. Like he doesn't have much time left. He knows it, so he's just going to throw a few huge haymakers and then get caught and drop, and he doesn't care. But this is it's a weird that's thing. Scary. It is scary. It really is yeah. because you start looking at that, and the most dangerous fighter is one that knows he's about to go out. And so, if you if you read a little bit about him from the people who were with him and are no longer, so they are definitely throwing some some you know propaganda in that as well. But and still, whether or not the people that are with him say, "All right, you know, there's a crazy factor here," could be. And how far do they go? But he's killed people who've questioned him before. So I know they might be scared to death. They get a gun to their head not to do the right thing. It's weird. Like, this is the most... We we haven't had, like, uh, uh, in our lifetime, a Hitler-esque type. I mean, it's Europe. We haven't ever had that. So everybody's kind of diving into this nonsense, and it's gotten it's gotten strange. But that one makes the most sense to me. If you look at him like, oh, okay, he hasn't gotten his, his, his due that he expects. And now, why not go grab it? Go, let's try to do this. Because he's not stopping at Ukraine. If he gets Ukraine... None of the people there want this, so he's just going to keep walking, get up into the other countries that kind of bailed out of the Soviet Union. And, you know, Town at a time. Well, you know, yeah, one small place at a time. Just gonna, he just can't hit the NATO countries first until he shows that he's willing to start throwing the big hits. It's scary. And it would be symbolic. It would be like London or Berlin or something. It's scary. That is the most, like, oddly concerned I've ever been about a guy losing his cork with that much power. Mm-hmm. You know? 
you see all the terrorists, and it's like, what will they come up with next? You know, they got to steal something to make... This guy doesn't have to steal anything. He's got his finger on the button. He's he's the one in control of all of it. You just kind of hope that the Russian military is like, what are we doing eventually? And somebody does the right thing and takes him out. We'll see. But it is a... Uh, it is most certainly the strangest time I've ever encountered. And two years of COVID, and then we got this. God damn it, give me a break. Give me one summer. We're supposed to have live music and all this stuff. The Foo Fighters were just here. We got Ghost and Volbeat on. We're supposed to be kind of coming back and enjoying two ourselves. Weeks away from getting rid of more masks. <laughs> right, yeah, no more masks. We're all yeah. kind of like celebrating that. And then the second we have a, a moment to breathe and say, oh, my God, uh, we're getting normal again. It's like, oh, yeah, we're also on a heavy nuclear. By the way. Yeah, this, this, whether you want to admit it's bothering you or not. There's that little tap on the shoulder every once in a while going, eh, lunatic over there on the other side of the world so, with capability of launching, says he's willing to. So just keep that in mind while you're driving around. It's it's just, it's such a strange thing. So it's uplifting. And poor Izzy starts her show. And, you know, next thing you know, it's going to get nuked. Which it was well, going to get regard- nuked anyway. Yeah, yeah it was going to get <laughs> yeah. nuked. Right? It's KDKB morning show. It's going to get nuked no matter what. I haven't met her yet. Did you meet her? No, I haven't either. I think no. they, they wouldn't let me sign her welcome card. I had to sneak on to that thing. They were putting a, a greeting card together downstairs, and I was there. And they're like, uh, you can't touch this. And I'm like, why? It's somebody's birthday? I'm like, don't. Just le- don't give it to him. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, don't you dare. And I'm like, what? It's a, it's a hello. It's a welcome to Phoenix card for Izzy. And I'm like, my grandma? And they're like, no, no, no. The Izzy, the toast and the thing. I'm like, oh, I thought you brought my grandma back to life, Isabel. And so I grabbed the card, and I'm like, I'm signing it. And they're like, oh, and everybody's worried I was going to write, F you, I'm not. I'm a human yeah. being. I wrote nice. I wrote, enjoy the next 18 months of your life. You're a They'll, reasonable man. You're going to have a wonderful year and a half. I wonder if Mo's just sitting there going, just rooting against her, like, I'm the longest-running morning show here in KDKB. <laughs> Deep down, Mo has to just, ah, another one's coming through. We'll see, it, we'll see it in a few months. Maybe she'll update her every month. I was still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Who got the board? Last she's got the calendar with yeah. the X's on it. Ten days <laughs> off to win. Uh, we'll see though. Izzy's down there now. She'll get like Putin towards the end if she's getting oh, close yeah. to it. Yeah, she realizes she's got a nuker. <laughs> the clock is expiring. Uh, and then I saw this beautiful story. You know all the all the terrible crap that we were getting bombarded with. Oh, and then Channel Three News got to say this awesome work, ladies Kylie and Monica this weekend, and then they sent out Jessica Parsons to. Uh, this awesome event called, um, it was in Mesa. It was for, um, it was Saturday morning. Uh, it was a sports uh, event, uh, like a camp for kids whose parents have been incarcerated, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so at the, end yeah. of the, at the end of this thing, they show all these, these kids with parents in jail, and they're all playing basketball, which I thought was racist, but whatever. That was my thing. What, they, what I was seeing was a racist event, but that's what, here nor there. That was just my brain working. And they bring over this guy, and I didn't get his name. And I, I was my stomach hurt so bad. He's like, she's like, and now we've got uh, for these kids to enjoy uh, a national slam dunk champion. He's, uh, he's he dunks for a living. This is what he does. And he's, he comes over and he goes ah, and he does this big show. It was almost like something straight out of like Reno nine nine one one. He's like, how you doing? How's it going? He's throwing this big <laughs> show on, and they're like, you are a dunk champion. He's like, yep, I'm a dunk champion. I've done this. I've done that. I'm. A, the guy's like maybe six one, and I'm like, all right, let's let's watch him. Like, all right, could you just give us a little bit of what you do? Yeah. And he dribbles it a couple times, and he runs towards the basket, and he stops, and he goes, this floor is wet. My shoe got wet. Hold on, my shoe got wet. And he's, and he, so he starts over, and it's like your shoes wet. It's indoors. And so he goes again, and just a general basic like what you and I would try to do on a nine foot rim to see if we can dunk. Yeah. 
He jumps up, just slams it off the backboard. It goes screaming on, misses the dunk like by a ton. Didn't on even live get, TV. On live TV. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my shoe's wet, my shoe's wet. And she goes, okay, he's come, come on, he's got a dunk champion. And he goes up, just barely dunks it. Oh! And he goes crazy. And I'm like, ah! They throw from that. And they're like, okay, wow, what a great event out there for those kids who are really at a less fortunate time uh, in their lives. Their parents are put in jail and all that. Um... Um, the kid's dad is in jail. No, Give they, me they, that ball! But then they're like, um, uh, all right, we'll check weather and we'll see about um, we'll see about Ukraine. Ukraine coming up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's how you left. If they were all confused by the dunk guy taking up all the time. And then they come back to like try to explain to me what swift banking is. And I'm like, stop it, ladies. Just <laughs> stop it. Just get send, back to Ukraine. Yeah, let's get back to the Ukraine. Um, weather and then... And then the Ukraine. And then uh, more... Um, kids who've deadbeat parents in jail dunks. Oh, I was dying. That would I laughed for twenty minutes. The dude missed every dunk. But then I saw this story and I thought, oh, this is nice. And it got me to thinking. Uh, a lady was in her house in Virginia, and she's uh, cleaning out the attic. And while she, it's an older house, and while she cleans out the attic, she notices there's like a little trap door in her attic she'd never seen before. And she said, I'm a child of the '80s. I'm a Goonies fan. I'm thinking buried treasure. Like this is going to be amazing. One-eyed Willie's map. Yeah, exactly. He's in there. And so she kind of jimmies the door open. She goes, I realized it was a door. I had never had a key for anything like this. And it latched up at the top. And I'm like, this is amazing. She said, there could have been gold. And anyway, my mind was racing. Uh, the hidden treasure turned out to be two big boxes of love letters written by a man named Vance addressed to a woman named Betty Sue McGee. Uh, otherwise known, as we all would say, as <laughs> McGee. Uh, Vance, who was in the Navy in the 50s, wrote uh, of his love for her, and she saved them. And his love letter said things like, When we're not together, I know just the right words that I would use in telling you everything. But when we're together, all I can think of is I love you. Vance. Those kind of things. And I'm like, that is extraordinary writing. Those are those love letters I get. Because I remember the time my love letters got stolen from my Jeep. And I fear the day that someone, someone tries to find left. those and then return them to me or the girl they were to because we, uh, that was when both of us had discovered the word box as a euphemism as a, for a uh, vagina. All right. yeah. And we made it kind of a fun thing. I wrote a love letter to her box. <laughs> <laughs> and it was stolen. Do you remember any of it? Oh, by God, no. He ate it with a fox. Look, this was a full. We had we had we had broken up, and I was devastated. And I took a whole five, uh, one of those five subject notebooks, and just filled it with terrible poetry and like uh, prose about her vagina. Like it's all it was. Like you and your beautiful box, and like oh, like the the love letter part would be. It is so. Bad. I was probably 21, 22. It's terrible. One after another. I remember the day I went out to my Making driveway. Making some good flow, good cheddar at Roma's. <laughs> I walked running out. Running up that Sears card. My Jeep was gone. I'm oh. staring in my driveway. And all I cared about at the time was, <gasps> The Notebook. <laughs> Somebody's got those letters. And they were embarrassing because, you know... Everything was everything about the love was like your when heart's I, on the line. I smell your hair. I think of nothing more than wanting to caress that box. I mean, everything was all about <laughs> the box. I mean, it's a full 
150 pages of box serious. Work. Oh, dead serious. Like tears. There were teardrops. I remember one of the things I was writing, I did intentionally let a tear fall onto the page. Because, you know, paper and water will make that little mark for yeah. a, like water well, stain, right? So there were tears on the pages. Some dude stole my Jeep, <laughs> took it down to the park, flattened the tires, stole all the stereo stuff out of it, cut the top in half for some reason, and then just left it down there. And all I cared, like the stereo, gone. The speaker's gone. The wires are just hanging there. The subwoofer's gone. All of it. And I'm just like, <gasps> the notebook. Where's the notebook? Was gone. It Priorities. Oh. They got it. They got it. It's out there somewhere. He forwarded on to his lady. Maybe. <laughs> he just changed the Oh, my the name. God. I think we stole from Keats. Like, that guy would know who Keats is. But maybe he thought, <laughs> Lord Byron. This guy's a wordsmith. He must be British. These were the worst tributes to this girl's vagina ever written. Ever. She never saw them. So they were lost love letters. And every time I read these stories about Vance and... You know, his girl, his lady friend, McGee, and these beautiful stories from the 50s. Sweet tease, McGee. All I think about is that someday I'm going to be in a nursing home, rocking my citizen. Mr. Holmberg, get out of here! Because that's what I'll say anytime somebody comes into my room. <laughs> Mr. Holmberg, get out! Someone has something they want to give you. I don't care to meet them. And they come in with that tattered maroon five-subject folder, that spiral notebook, and say, we found this. And it had my name all over it. And we wanted you to have it back. Like, what in the world is this? Your box smells of bourbon and sugar. What in the world was I thinking? Whose is this? Give it's me a you. Match. It's you. Oh, God, there's tears. On. Yeah. Who, who, who have you shown this to? I need them killed. It's a notebook and an Alpine stereo. <laughs> right. yeah, well, maybe they'd, I'd be excited about that. It's like, oh, my God, a cool 1990 subwoofer. That's neat. <laughs> Alpine pull-up I get, I, get, I get my sub and my amp was under the seat. They took that. Everything was gone. Yeah, the pullout. It was a pullout, too. <laughs> and not only did they just take the pullout, they took the guts. They uh, took yeah, it you couldn't all. do anything without that. Nope, yeah. they took it all, man. They took every... Yeah, I couldn't get a new one to jam in yeah. there. They took the guts. They Pull took that stereos. whole thing. We're carrying those stereos around like lunchboxes. Me. High school with Me. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I was that idiot. Like, it's the coolest thing ever. It's going to handle and just rip it out. Play CDs if you don't hit any bumps or drive more than seven miles an hour. <laughs> But that damn notebook's out there somewhere, and I hope it's in a landfill or whatever, or some thief just had. Somebody had the, the a whole weekend of reading my garbage and laughing. I'm guessing at the Lost Dutchman Motel on Main Street because they're thieves, so that's oh, probably where they live. Yeah. yeah, But they had to laugh for It'd be for great days. to see if it was published oh. somewhere, another country. I, uh, written in big block letters, your beautiful box. That's what the one story was title i wrote about love and pain and but it was almost all just went right back to our pet name for the box nice gently caressing your box i dream of the day that i (laughs) I again i miss it good to be in you like those moments like just so sad and pathetic and it was nothing about what like vance wrote to mcgee which was the beauty of love and glory oh I, I'm venturing to guess, Brady, it's 400 pages Wow! Uh, to uh, this young lady named Jackie. Oh, it's the full folder. It was, it was packed. The inch thick? Full. Oh, Man. it's the big giant. And what time period? On the box? Oh, I could. I, I, I Look, I needed a new folder. It I was had a box journal or did you do it all in like in a week or two? Oh, this was, uh, 
See, the car was stolen in January, late January. We broke up in November, so it was about six weeks worth of writing. Wow. Yeah. And I filled the whole thing. Shakespeare and oh, stuff over it, here. It, I, I, she was my muse. Well, her box was. Her box was my muse. I could I could wax nostalgic about that thing for oh, days. Oh, there were sketchings. That would have been just... There were some drawings. Oh. But not of the box. Not of the box. Oh, I will okay. say, it was not... There were not... I wasn't that Damn creepy... It. I wasn't that creepy artistic kid that drew vaginas. I would draw, like... Like I would, I, there was a few like joke things in there that used to make her laugh. That I would draw pictures of like this, like ah, that was a funny thing. Or, and this eventually was going to be given to her. No, I don't know you? what I was doing. I, maybe I don't know. It was just a constant, like just stream of of thoughts. There was just uh, constant writing. Vincent just wrote. Oh, you can't pathetic. wait till the next Antiques Roadshow when somebody <laughs> shows up with the Holmberg notebook. <laughs> He's got that. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, Louis Sebastian. Just says, uh, you ever think that maybe uh, uh, your ex had her new man steal it? No. Could have been, though. Why would he come by and wreck my Jeep and steal my love letters? He's got something. He's pretty right about your box. <laughs> oh, there was uh, the, the whole poem about fingers. There was... Uh, it was all it was just... It? Oh, I, not, nothing come like... Oh, it was just me streaming, just writing like, you know... You don't want to go back. I there, do remember. Right? You some don't want to go back. There. I do we want him to though. <laughs> I do. I do remember. We had a thing where, like, jokingly would say, "It's time to wash the box," <laughs> and that was my job, like a cat bath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so there was, there. Shut up, Brett. There was references to shut up, Brett. It's not funny. It's pain. It's pain inside. <laughs> but wash the box was our cute code word for the cat bath. I was going to give that thing. And it was also code to go wash your, wash your box. <laughs> you know, like, you never know. No, I really need. <laughs> I need you need to get up and wash your box. And I would leave washcloths on my uh, bathroom sink, like fold it up because as hints she could go in there and scrub it up and then come back to just in case. You know, in case she's been. <laughs> yeah. I know. Look, it's not, not funny. It's my life, you bastards. Go wash your We've box. All stuff like that. <laughs> Did you KFC write? wipes? No, yeah. I never. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, <laughs> Brady. Oh, Brady, don't bring your no. sex life into this. Because now I remember that smell. Nobody, no, stop. Nobody but Brady would think of KFC wipes to be used in a sexual manner. Well, you but, did work at Tony Roma's. Yeah, you know, you yeah but I still wipes. knew the difference yeah, between wipes. You had them pouring out. We didn't call them rib wipes. We called them wet naps because that's what box they were. Wipes. No, no, then you got something. Fragrant box wipes. It smells like... The Colonel. Got eleven herbs in the secret recipe. I just think about onion loaf with the. Nothing better than the smell of that box full of chicken. I love the drive home from the KFC. You smell your box. Original recipe. Brady's written total love letters to the bucket. I write to the box. He writes to the bucket. Oh, dearest bucket, your red and white stripes saved me reeling. Yeah, but yeah, we do like wash the box because of it. So I wrote a whole, I don't remember word for word, but I remember I wrote a whole page about wash the box. And it was lyrical. Like I'd write songs. Oh, oh they're out there. They're out there somewhere. Some jackass stole it. and, and the, Somebody uh, find it. Early yeah. 1996 is when it would be. January or February 1996. All got swiped. I'm like, nah. my life is in those pages. 
and some tweakers read it and laughed for days. Hopefully, they rolled a bunch of joints with the with my my stuff and burned it, and it is no more. I can't imagine somebody still has it, but it might be in somebody's attic as a goof, like hidden contraband. And my signatures all over it. My name's written everywhere. It's somewhere. Pages of practicing uh, your signature? No, 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 okay. no. I would just write my name and her name. Oh, it was pathetic. Forever. I was 23, actually. When I think about it, I was old. I was way too old. Wow, yeah, that is old. Actually, for, yeah, I was 23 years old for that. Oh, it was a mess. Broke up with me in November. And by January, it was just, I was a catastrophe. All I did was broke up in November. When was the first drive by? Oh, the the next day. Next day. No, I was (laughs) driving by all the time. Yeah. Nothing like threatening, but I was just driving by. I was pathetic. You didn't have the boom box and the raincoat on and everything. I'm sure I thought. I I guarantee you, Peter Gabriel was in the car with me on many occasions. I just didn't know what to do. No clue. Occasionally call her up, see what she's doing. She just dismissed me. And then she came running back later. And it was just, it was like, too oh, late. That was way too late. It was like, you had your chance. You never read my love letters because they got stolen. But And then I rewrote new uh, things to her on why we couldn't be together. It was called The Sloppy Box. <laughs> You've evidently been using this while we've been apart. Nothing can clean it. Yeah. yeah. Let's take that box to the car wash, <laughs> shall we? Oh, you son of a bitch, you know? <laughs> Yeah, this was this was definitely a few nights before the stereo got stolen. So probably around Christmas time that I was. Love. I do it all then. The great song. Love. Come on, Peter. Are you in there? Wash your box. I get so lost. Go home. Sometimes. Get out of my yard. <laughs> Go home. The police are coming. And this emptiness of your box <laughs> I want you to wash your box I got fresh washcloths yeah. I've I washed clothes in my car My new fat friend says we'll go to KFC for some more What? He says it works uh, Yeah, it was terrifying, terrifying that was my prom thing, too. That was a great, that was a great, great song. Yeah, it was a disaster. But uh, those love letters, I, I, every time I see something like lost love letters, like the notebook was like lost love letters. Are you sweating? <laughs> oh, boy. Is this a movie? Did they find them? I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, beautiful stories, lost love letters, search for the original owner. I'm like, nobody's going to read these and see beauty or or well-written anything. It was the rants of a community college moron who had no idea what he was doing with his life. The only thing I wanted was that box back. <laughs> oh, and there was a page of me tracing my stuff. There was that. So I traced out my... My job. actual size. My actual, yeah, and then I put, like, and measured it. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember this? Like, the drawing of the, like, a chalk outline of my dead dick. It was, like, the worst thing you could give someone. Someone's got it. <laughs> Donald Jones. Uh, that took I up can see Brady pages. writing an ode to the three-piece box. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the biscuit. The gravy. The taters. The slaw. Two legs and a wing. It is the box for me. It's time for me to clean this box. 
The KFC wipes. The only one in the room that thought that's for cleaning sexually. We've had some KFC. It's time to do the right thing. Here's your wipes. I'll meet you in the bathroom. I've warmed them for you. Will you wear this white suit with a little tiny white goatee? You're dressing me as the colonel, aren't you? No, 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 no. I just... Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's pathetic. So, pathetic. Now I'm thinking about it now. But yeah, every time the... Kylie Cruz comes on the news. A beautiful story out of Virginia's lost love letters. And <clears throat> not mine, right? Oh no! As we search for the owner. No, 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 no. His name's everywhere, and they just oh god. She makes it her message in a bottle quest. Somebody, one of these days, it'll be it'll be a nursing home. Someone will have talked me out of killing myself in my sixties. Brady. Life's worth living. Like ah. Eh. It's taken forever, I think. And then they're going to bring me those goddamn love letters. If you do it, here's some wet wipes before you go. (laughs) Worse still, it would be her, like, sloppily giving me love letters. And I found them. She's 65. The last thing you want to do is have sex with some girl in her 60s. Blech. I don't need that. But what are you going to do? So love letters, if you've got them, burn them. Burn them. Never email them. Never, you know, burn them. All of them. One of my peeps hit up. Anthony Milani Hey-o. wants to know, how much would you pay to get that book back home, Bert? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the book first, Tony. You got the book. Let me see it. I can get it by 2 p.m. Some guy's writing fake love letters to a vagina right now called The Box, trying to pass him off as my work. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I wrote it in cursive. Like, I have nice handwriting, and I would, just, I would beautifully cursive writing, and then it would just you know, devolve into this madman rant <laughs> and she, she's the one who wrote me a letter a few years later that was even worse because it included the that um, everything I do I do it for you remember we talked about that one where she wrote it was like right in the middle of her letter all the lyrics from that Brian Adams song came. yeah which lost you well completely lost yeah. me because she's like I, the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was not letting you continue to work my box I mean we talked in a very <laughs> similar language but then uh, right in the middle of it it's the lyrics to... Brian Left Adams. everything. Like, Nothing yeah. personal. Uh, it was crazy. Like, it was like 20 pages. And then, and then, as I'm reading it, this is in my head. What's going on? Why am I... These aren't her words. It sounds so familiar. Such a look into my this is it. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. And, you, and I'm reading it at first. I'm like, this is beautiful. What you meant to me. Like, wait a minute. I know this. <laughs> Like, these are words to a song. She's not. Had them on the first yeah. two lines. Yeah. Oh, 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 right off the bat, I'm like, yeah. I'm in. Like, this mean, I mean something to her. And the more you read Wait it, and then you realize that there's a like parts that are written twice. I'm like, that's a chorus. Like she, hey, this is that Brian Adams song. <laughs> so I gave her one more ride and realized the box wasn't what I remembered, and then we stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Hilarious. No, it's true. Was this out of a movie? Everything yeah, the Robin Hood. Oh, that's right, that awful Robin Hood. Anyway, so that happened. So if you happen to find my notebook, I will pay a pretty penny for you to not make that public. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I, I don't think know I saw about Anthony this weekend. I was downtown twice, Saturday and Sunday. Restocked the H&H Ranch with alcohol on Saturday. Cleaned the place up. It's the best thing. Like, Megan goes... With me down there, 
and I'm putting alcohol in the fridge because that's all that's in the fridge down there at that flop house. And, I'm in, and I turn around, and she's mopping. I'm like, I'm going to bring you down here more often. This is amazing. Like, you never use this place, and now you're mopping. Well, it's just filthy. You guys are gross. Cleaning, and I'm like, all right, this is great. You didn't sit down on the couch and do your vacuum line? <laughs> Me? Why don't you get over here? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> That's a great line, though. You're right. It doesn't work on her. <laughs> What's the line? Well, I, I, I pointed out that my gay neighbors would go for that. Uh, being gay is better, and this is how I know. One time, Megan was vacuuming the house, and I said, why don't you turn that off? And come on over here and get on this D. <laughs> and she just goes, ah, and rolls her eyes and keeps vacuuming. Like, for me, anything to get out of vacuuming. So I said, you know, if Troy and Michael next door, if if one of them was vacuuming, Michael said, why don't you get over here and hop on this D? That vacuum's off and there's some D hopping going on. <laughs> Called the DeAndre Hopkins, the D hop. <laughs> and, and there's no way that, but women all, oh, God, eye roll. Ugh. Why don't you put that vacuum away and get over here and ride this D? You're an idiot. If I was, if we were a gay couple, my D would be ridden. Like Will Rogers and Trigger. It would have been some riding. Look like the Kentucky Derby over here. But nope, doesn't do it. So I did. I don't do that line anymore. Although Life from a Hat took a turn. So oh. Doing this Life from a Hat thing, and first night was dessert night. I told that story. Second was game night. I destroyed her. Uh, we played Sorry, the board game. And we were gonna do some games in the other room, and she was just so uh, she was just so Distraught naked, and, you know, done, yeah. done by the end. But the bad news is, prior to playing, she told me she goes, "I have to tell you, dinner didn't agree with me." Ah. And I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "So we can play, and we'll make it. I'll make it up to you on another game night. But tonight's just for so. Basically, what it was was we were playing for an old fashioned. Like if I won, I get an old fashioned, or she has to do game night and lingerie. So we adjusted the rules. So like the next game night has to actually be. But this was. Uh, the fun was off the table, so we were just playing games for game night, and we had a good time. So we draw back into Life from a Hat last night. I'm like, nothing to do. We need a new thing for Life from a Hat. So we go in to the idea box. Guess which one I draw. It's like none of them have been like like they're all effort on my end. It says take Megan shopping. Yes, that's that's our that's Ooh. our activity. I'm like, all right. Then we're shopping for what I'm buying. I know where you're going. Oh, I know where I'm going too. We're going to Castle Boutique. So when's the shopping spree? Tonight. Nice. We're going shopping. So she, you got options. She laughed. Like, that's silly. I'm like, your, your ideas are all self-serving. Like, take Megan shopping, get me dessert. So far, no good. Mine was like fun game night. And all this. Yours are, I see what you're doing. But now, I drew it. Take Megan shopping. Guess what? We go where John wants to go. And it's going to be ugly. We're, we're going to do some. I'm going to buy some stuff. There's going to be a dong that doesn't fit in the car. We're going to have to tie a orange uh, rope to the end of it so cars behind us don't hit us. That things will be hanging so far out of the back of my Jeep. Trust me. Yeah, we go shopping. I'll take you shopping. Take Megan shopping. One of her ideas for us to have a fun night together is take Megan shopping. None of the ideas I wrote down said the word John on it. Not one. Because otherwise, I'd just written blow John. That would have been it. That would have been fun night. But no, we'll go shopping. And she's going to come back to the house dressed like a whore with an 18-inch black dildo in her hand. <laughs> trying to figure out what to do next. And what I fear is that thing's going to get used on me. Your neighbors will be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a great gift. <laughs> okay, we'll use that. Take me shopping, he will. Uh-oh. Well, we're going shopping, all right. You going to put in a new suggestion in the hat? Write poetry to each other? Yeah, write, write, box po- po- yeah. Yeah, write a poem about my genitals. 
<laughs> Jenny words. What does that mean? I don't understand that. Because of his KFC record. Oh, I'm not reading. That's terrible. <laughs> not timed well. Poorly timed. Poorly timed. I didn't understand one of the texters' suggestion back to uh, KFC, but not on February 28th. Starting tomorrow, we can tell those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. We'll save it till tomorrow. We'll save it for March. <laughs> When it's National Women's Month or something like that. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, genital uh, poetry uh, day will be our our next one for the box, the box in the box, life from a box. John, back in two thousand, my I Rock Camaro. Yeah, I get it. In two thousand, got got stolen down here. I had a Polaroid of Jenna Jameson naked on my lap in it. Nice. Along with my tools for work, they found my car. All I could think about was that picture. <laughs> Everything in the car was gone. I found the picture under the seat. Hallelujah. Oh, it was there. I never got my poetry back. My. It would be even worse if, like, years from now, our human brains have devolved into the mush that they're becoming. And, uh... I die, and then somebody finds my poems, and they become legendary. Like, something changes in society where that's beautiful language, and I'm the Shakespeare so it's posthumously. On walls. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful work. It's selling for millions of dollars, and I died before I ever knew that my box poems were incredible. John, help me out. I'm finding pictures right now. Are we talking Trapper Keeper? Yeah. Are we talking Mead 5 Subject? That's what the are one, we talking 5 about? Subject. Mead 5, five sub- Subject, the spiral one. I've got posters ready to go now, a $500 reward for anyone that finds a Homburg box. <laughs> no, open. I don't want it what found. What part of town am I putting in a Muppet? Put it nowhere. I don't want it found. <laughs> I don't want people looking. I'm joking around. If you're in your attic right now looking for a five-subject, uh, no, it was the one that had the spiral, but it also had the serrated edge to make it look like it was normal paper. So you could turn yeah, it in. Yeah, you have without, to turn in a report. Without cutting the edges off. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. And no, it was somebody emailed and said, I can't even imagine what box poetry would be like Dr. Seuss. I would put my dick in your locks. I would put my dick in your box. I would not do that with a fox. All right, no. I'm a little more advanced than that, although there were probably a few fox box rhymes. Terrible. Ugh. Haunting. And I I, I wonder what letters, because that lady found two full boxes of letters from Thomas to uh, McGee, and they only did the nice parts on the news. Two full letters. Or two full boxes of his letters. Some of it had to get, like, risque. You know? Sure. Or even for the oh, 50s. Yeah. For the for the 50s at the time. He's not writing two full boxes worth of love letters to somebody he hasn't bounced on. Did they track these they, these people down? I mean, are they, they all dead? The, the or lady's what? trying. Okay. And that's what scares me is that her goal now is to make sure these letters get into the proper hands. And if the parents are dead, the last thing you want to read is about the dude that wasn't your dad who used to hose your mom in the 50s until he had to go to Korea. Yeah. It's terrifying. It was bad enough finding out that I'm named after my mom's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, uh, leave that old box up in the closet still. Yeah, leave, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't don't, don't that dust person. that box off. <laughs> don't wash that box. Uh, if I sat and really thought, I can't. I, I don't think I could ever recreate what I was writing because it was all some the, the feelings. John, all I'm getting about this is how selfish you are. Somewhere out there, there's a notebook with that poor girl's name on it in a poetry (laughs) letters about her box. (laughs) That's true. It is sort of selfish for me not to consider the fact that it's all very descriptive about her box. And her, like me learning how to work a box because of her being so open and free. I tells you what. If you find it, 
burn it. Don't copy. Don't do anything. Just keep, laugh. Keep the stereo. Have, yeah, the stereo's yours. I think it was a pioneer. It's a nice stereo, but it was a, you know, took the guts. And also, the worst part is, is that the, the Jeep that they stole it from when they pulled everything out broke the dash. Like it, like it. Because maybe the harness that was yeah, in. The, oh, they just pulled the whole yeah. harness out and it just snapped the dash. They pulled it forward and they could have taken it out the back, but just blew it up. And for no reason at all, cut my top in half. Just left Ugh. it like a baked potato. It's down at the park. Four flat tires in the thing, and I found it, and I'm like, whoa. I, I, I just remember thinking, this is the worst day ever. They had to get to that notebook. Yeah, they had to, they had to crack into that yeah. thing. And then they were laughing so hard that they're like, let him have his car. This is sad. This is, we'll take this. The poor guy. And for whatever reason, they did What if you found out it was her? Oh, it could have been. did it. Oh, but she would have used, she immediately would have used that uh, work against me. Yeah. I guarantee you. She's writing Brian Adams songs. She's a plagiarist. At least my stuff was original. She plagiarized Brian Adams to try to win me over. Three years later, in the summer of 98. It was the summer of 98. Hey, you're stealing again. Oh, yeah. Nobody writes, oh, yeah, in a love letter. <laughs> so if you're writing love letters right now, I'm, a, I'm of the age that I can give sage advice. Don't. Don't write it. Don't give it to her. Don't text it. Don't, Don't do text anything. it. Yeah. Just keep it to yourself. The next time you see her, deliver those lines in person. If you're trying to win her back, just stop. Just get it out of the way and tweet it out. Don't do it. No. <laughs> or that. Yeah. You want to make it totally public and embarrass yourself immediately. <laughs> Have you seen Eggleston's work already? Yes. That's pretty good. Got I a notebook that, that one. says your box with the thing and I'm sobbing. Where do you get a picture of me crying? <laughs> Jackass. But, uh... Yeah, uh, it's, it's, my body hurts. John, your that. Jeep went down to Mexico, and now they're using your poems to teach children English. <laughs> Hello, Hello, my Boxo. name is Santiago. You have a lovely box. It smells of bourbon and sugar. What? This little Mexican boy just said my box smells funny. No, no. I would not have sex with your box. I would not have sex with this box. What's wrong with him? He learned English from my book. A weirdo book. Anyway, what are you gonna do, uh, Brett? Uh, let's get a, let's get me out of this tragedy. Damn it! Now I'm hoping for nukes to just coat the earth and at <laughs> uh, least hit that notebook. Wake up song brought to you guys by our friends over there at Action Ride Shop. Had their big uh, big pivot demo this weekend. Did you go? I did not, but ah. I, I went in on Friday and was talking to Josh about it. They are going to yeah. be doing another one for uh, Rocky Mountain. Oh, okay. So yeah. they're they're going to keep doing this stuff. So cool. keep an eye on them on uh, Facebook as well as on Instagram and everything else. ActionRideShop.com, their website. Uh, a day to remember on there: Faith No More, Volbeat, Hollywood Undead, Prodigy, Slipknot, Ali Suspect, Queen. Another one bites the dust for Welcome to Izzy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, All right. That's uh, pretty good. Snot the box for your notebook. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> oh, We're doing snot the box. <laughs> I have not heard the box. Do that I was know the, that? Yeah, that, that was the one that song one? we played like, oh, when okay. that album was out back in. I don't in, remember song titles. Actually, really? back in 98 or something like that. That would have been right about the time she was uh, coming yeah. back with Brian Adams. I'll just, I've never typed in the word snot the box lyrics. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's clean. I'm thinking, what I'm if? Snot stole my notebook, oh. and as I read the lyrics to the box, hey. I realize these are my words. Plagiarized. Oh no! Well, no, I don't think so. Okay, I've, this doesn't look like my work. <laughs> oh, this is this is sad. All right, well we'll see. Snot the box is the way to go. Uh, I also was downtown on Saturday and Sunday and noticed that uh, there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of Antonys down there this week. Oh, uh, yeah. The Heritage uh, Square had a, a oh yeah, Italian festival. Italian yeah, yeah. festival downtown. Yeah. A lot of folks down there. You know, a lot of a lot of people in Impalis rolling around. Like, oh, oh, what's going on over here? Just tons of the tank tops walking around downtown, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, the Italian festivals over at Heritage Square. Just drifting around with gelatos, walking downtown. Son's got a game. I don't care for that handball. Mm, I like myself some real sports, like boxing stuff. Back in the day when the Italians used to rule. We were the best. We were the best. Then we decided not to box anymore. Nobody has any answers for that. (laughs) We moved on. I mean, we used to control all the gambling with boxing. Then we stopped, and there were no more Italian champions. It was a weird kind of uh, timing. It's the craziest hoax in the history of sports. Every single weight class was an Italian champion. There was a guy named Primo who was the the heavyweight champion of the world. Rocky Marciano was the middleweight uh, champion of the world. All Italians, up and down the Beautiful list. Thing. Up and down the list. And Joe Lewis taking phantom punches and laying down every time an Italian was in the ring. And like, geez, another wildly powerful Italian. So Joe is out of money. And then who does Joe go work for? The Italians opening doors at their casinos and stuff. Hey, hey Joe, Endo. you were a solid, you were a solid heavyweight. What you're saying is, I took a dive every time you paid. Appreciate every, you laying down every single time. You will always have a job with us, Joe Lewis. Thank you very much. And then you're like, well, I need a job. You can open the doors. You're a door opener, Joe. <laughs> and sure enough, Joe stood at Caesar's Palace, cracking hey. the doors for all the Italian. What are you doing? Oh my God! It's the great Joe Lewis. He got his ass kicked by Primo Carnera. Remember that? I do remember that. Thank you. Welcome to Caesar's Palace. I do remember that. Primo, whooped your ass good, Joe. All right. Let's keep it moving. (laughs) So many Italian champions up until a point. Then they just stopped being in it. Primo was the lightest heavyweight champion at 135 pounds. 135 pounds. pounds. Took took the brown bomber out like nobody's business. (laughs) Lay down. That's all you heard. Didn't even punch him. (laughs) Lay down or I'm going to put you down. I got people watching you, Lewis. If I just lay down right up. Just act like I hit you. Put on a show. Do the thing. I tell you the tap dance. Everybody call me an asshole. Just get on the ground. Italian champions. It's a beautiful thing. Some boxing was boxing. That's exactly right. Back to boxes. All right. Yeah, but they were down there in full this weekend, and I mean... It must have been a good Italian festival because there were a lot of real Italians. Well, I was Italian getting messages stuff. on yeah. Facebook all weekend. Yeah. Where yet? Where yet? Yeah. No, yeah. It was at the drag races. Oh, you went to yeah, yesterday? Went to, yeah. yeah. It was legit, though. I mean, there were a lot of Italians there. Most of the time, it's just Scottsdale housewives and, like, families. This was, like, Italian. Some of them might have uh, made it down to the drags because I did hear plenty of O's in the stand. Hey, oh! <laughs> I don't know. You go downtown <laughs> Saturday afternoon, especially, and there's traffic. I'm like, what's going on down here today? Oh, right. Oh, it's Guinea Gulch. Yeah, <laughs> Guinea Gulch made its appearance. The guy, oh, give me some of that and give me some of this and mama's gravy and all that. And then it just... But got the gabagool. Russian. Walk Pritzel. Walking around with all those tank tops. Sauce all over them. Ladies with black eyes. I knew it was Italians. They're like, oh, okay, there's his wife. The one over there with the... She looks like she hadn't slept in months, but those are just two black eyes from not listening. Because the steak wasn't done properly. You've seen Rachel. Anyway, uh, let's do it. Uh, tribute to my notebook. It's not. Yeah, man. You still don't have it? 30, 30 seconds. Okay. Well, I'm trying to read the lyrics to this. I don't really know what this is about. wonder if they had a gravy parade on Saturday. 
Italian festival. Oh, oh yeah. Well, they brought out the grace. They were down there. It was loud. And then for, like, you'd hear the music a little bit as you drove by. Heritage Square, that's a neat spot. I went to a wine thing there once, and I'm like, they need to do more stuff. They do it up nice. Yeah, it's really neat. And it's just kind of a a forgot. Well, I'm sure Pizzeria Bianco was just, had to be crushed. moon. Again, it was nominated by, like, everybody. It's okay, but it's not my gravy. Yeah, it's not like Mama's. This ain't a pizza pie. And the cheese. I guess he's expanding to California now, yeah, too. Yeah, he's huge. Oprah launched him. He's still on, like, every list ever of best pizza in America. I mean, I thought it was good, it's but good. it was, wasn't was worth two hours that we waited to get in that place. I think we up. waited longer than that. Honestly, yeah. I've had better pizza. Yeah. yeah. It's good, oh, yeah. but it's not something that I would try. I mean, people travel here for it. Like, they, they come do. from out of town to go to Pizzeria Bianca. It's good. I'm not blown away. And there's no way I'd wait. You told me 15 no. minutes. I'd be like, we'll go get pizza somewhere else. Yeah. It's not It's not that mind-blowing to me. It's good. but it's. I mean, it's our claim to fame. If you ask anybody who knows anything about coming to this city for food, that's the first thing on their list. Doesn't make any sense to me. I like the parlor better. The parlor's great on yeah, Camelback. Yeah, pizza. Base yeah. pizza on Lincoln. Yeah, I base. love base pizza. Now, there's a ton of them. But and maybe because he's like the first that really got going with that style in town, at least here. I don't know. It's okay. Uh, anyway, it's back to my my heart. Pulling on the heartstrings. My beautiful language. It's snot. The box. For you, my love. My lady. <laughs> it's 98 KUPD. What a tribute. Ah, yes. And uh, I appreciate all of your concern for my, uh, my missing notebook, everybody. Very nice of you all to be so caring and thoughtful through your emails about everything. Jerks. <laughs> Every one of them. Says, uh, I don't know what this means. Love notebook. The pieces of the puzzle keep falling into place, says Scott Wright, because he's like, I don't understand what that means. Trying to make some sort of reference to me being gay because I wrote love letters to a girl. He doesn't understand anything. Uh, I said, man, listening to that, I thought you'd be like 12 or 13. Then you said you were like 23. This is terrifying. Yeah, I know. Jason, it's not good. This case, it was pretty funny. There's a few funny ones. said, uh, I think I saw your notebook once on uh, an episode of Dateline. It was called Ramblings of a Stalker Rapist. It's true. If that notebook got found today, they'd think I was going to shoot up a school or a mall or something. I'd be an incel. Not good. Don't look for it. It's all over. Uh, It's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. We call this... The Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters. And Brady, you can get all sorts of delicious deals at Hooters all the time, every day, uh, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 o'clock. All the happy hour specials that go there. And then you can look at uh, all the Hooters people and say, hey, Hooters people, thanks for giving us this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Big day today. Happy International Sword Swallowing Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, try that at home for the first time. Been waiting for it. Start with a butter knife. And National Public Sleeping Day. Homeless day. Homelessness day. <laughs> That's a great idea. A couple of baseless fun facts. The game Shoots and Ladders, or Snakes and Ladders, originated in ancient India as a way to teach morals and karma to kids. The ladders signify good deeds, while the snakes represent the bad things we do. Yeah. Steve Jobs has received more than 140 patents since his death. They were all pending when he died. So they just keep approving. The inventor of cruise control was blind. (laughs) No kidding. Huh. What was he even monkeying around with car parts for? 
He, that was an accident. He was trying to invent something else. Yeah. Yeah, came up with this. Hey, it just sustains the gas pedal. This is pretty neat. Way to go, Blindy McBlind. We'll use that later. You'll never, ever use it. Maybe he did. Google searches for why is my poop green. Yeah. Peak between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. And then again between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. And why is it green? Is that healthy? Dye, maybe in the food coloring. Or- what? I don't think that's it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Red no, dye think, number no, five. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's St. Patty's Day yet. <laughs> no, no. I don't think that's... I think it's dye in the food. I think it's something to do with your digestion. Food may be moving through the large intestine too quickly. Ah. So it's not getting all the As proper... a result, bile doesn't have time to break down completely. Gotcha. Not Brady's food dye theory of too many M&M's. <laughs> You Damn it. The, Actually, red. did you Google this? Is there some dye in there? Green leafy vegetables, green food coloring, such as flavored drink mixes or oh. ice pops, iron supplements, there you go. can also contribute. Yep. Contribute a little. But I think most yeah. people are worried about like that sustained Do you green, think people right? are eating vegetables to get their green? Yeah. No, they're... No, no, no. Your hatred of vegetables. <laughs> your hatred of vegetables turned into Food diet. Your unhealthy America. diet is the problem. Right. Thanks, Brady. It's not all that salad. A reminder, Brady said it's your unhealthy diet that causes this issue. And is that last thing written in crayon by Brady? <laughs> right, he added it in. Right. The I'll first one's the medical one, and then later an edit from Brady. A recent study at Penn State found uh, a bunch of algorithms to figure out the best way to keep traffic moving and prevent accidents. And the uh, simulations found that traffic would move smoother if we banned left turns. No, I thought you were going to say Asians. I think you've said that before. You got rid of like left turns altogether. So, like, what roundabouts everywhere? In more intersections, basically. There's, it depends on the city you're in and the traffic flow. But in general, the most efficient setups ban left turns near the middle of uh, the metro areas. So that's why Seventh Street has no left turns for like all the morning rush hour. on the Is that way the one in, that goes both yeah. ways? and yeah. afternoon yeah. on the that's way. They, they make lane. the suicide lane a real lane, and you can't really turn left for. Three Days. hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon. You get stuck morning. on that thing needing to make a left. Life's a nightmare for about an hour. Then you got to make like a bunch of rights and get back on an east-west street. But it flows. It moves, except for, man, there's nobody tolerant of the person who forgot. And they're in that suicide lane making a left, and cars are barreling in at 50, just blowing their horn, going, going to kill you and your family. The signs are clear. Oh, my God, it's not a lane. I hate driving on that road during rush hour. Here's a, uh, a list of careers that have gone from highly esteemed to disrespected. Critics. Things like entertainment and food. Uh, they've had their opinions regarded highly in print. Yeah. With now with the internet, basically just tossed in amongst everyone else. Well, yeah, because it's, yep. it's filled with jackassery. Yep. Nobody's, nobody's criticisms matter anymore unless they're an authoritative figure in the area. Travel agents. You look at Yelp, it's just Brady can go there and go, costs were too much. And then it gets a bad review. Yep. Travel agents, another job has been greatly marginalized by the internet. Um, a chef hmm. used to do a lot of creative freedom in restaurants, but now they just answer to managers, wait staff, and other people. Yeah. This radio host on there. No. This KDKB radio host on there because that used to be prestigious and now not so much. <laughs> I just got a basically got a job sifting through garbage. Models, 
not that yep. everyone has a camera, but the social media thing has a lot of brands can go to the big influencers. There's yep. a ton of them out there. Some of them are a ton. Yep. Yeah, everybody's a model now. You got a stupid Instagram page. You think you're taking your modeling pictures and what filters and stuff? Jesus, anybody can do it. I was at uh, um, Chico Malo Saturday yeah. afternoon for lunch, and at my table, we we're in the patio. Next to us, there were these girls, probably in their early twenties, and it was like eleven thirty in the morning. They were decked out like the night was ready to begin. Like they tried real hard, and all they were doing was taking pictures of themselves all over the restaurant. Like they had lunch. It was lunch. That was their big event, and but they just could posting. not stop chronicling lunch. Like they stood at the door. Oh my god! I didn't see <sighs> Pose. Like they like, just gaggle talk. Like I didn't. And one break her phone up and. Then, it was like these weird moments where they just stop and freeze, and they take stood behind us, picture of the bush they stood in front of, the staircase. Like, you guys had lunch. That's your big event that you need to have ten pictures of each other with? They couldn't They couldn't stop. And I, you could tell they thought they were, like, outrageously hot. And, and were they? So average. Oh. Like, just beyond average. But their filters make them look good. Yeah. But... Just an, a, a ridiculously average group. 36-year-old Andre Thomas from Houston. He rolled into a Dickie's Barbecue pit location last month for takeout. He left, but then he realized they shorted him on barbecue sauce. Somebody's going to die. So he called to complain. The workers tried to resolve the issue, but Andre was not happy, so he went back, threatened the employees, said he was going to shoot the place up. Went back to his car. Waited until the place closed and the employees were leaving. Followed them, then fired some shots in the air. Sure. And then fired them at their car. What's the sauce? One worker was hit. Actually uh, broke the arm of that worker. The bullet did. Fortunately, everyone else was okay. No one else was hit. Did he get his sauce? He's getting his sauce oh, in he's prison. he's getting sauced all right. <laughs> On his salad. Yeah, that's right. He's tossing it. He's going to get himself some Alfredo. <laughs> Didn't expect that at the barbecue place. I've got some pee-pee poo-poo news. All right. Are we ready for that? Look at you, Richard. Sort of kind of there. Guy? <laughs> Hello, you my are. friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your pee-pee poo-poo news. I wasn't even close to ready on that one. Nicely done. This woman in Maryland named Becky Beckham. <laughs> she and her husband uh, <laughs> were having trouble. What was that? Her name's Alliterative. The <laughs> Double B. Hey, wait. I am, too. I'm a Brady Bogan. She's wow. a Becky Beckham. They were having trouble with their toilet last week. There was a banging sound every time they flushed. Initially, they blamed it on their old house, so they got annoyed and they decided to punch the heck out of the toilet. Sure. That's when they found something out. Becky's iPhone had been deeply lodged in the toilet for almost 10 years. iPhones are 10 years old? She said she lost that phone back in yeah, uh, on Halloween of uh, 2012. No kidding. Might have been some drinking involved. Yeah, I think. And uh, she said she thought it was mysterious that their phone vanished without a trace. <laughs> they found it 10 years later. Does it still work? Put it in a bag of no. rice. You put it in some rice and <laughs> wipe off all the feces and maybe it'll Too work. Too much of Becky's poo rotted the phone. Like a rogue tampon wrapped around it. Oh. Yeah. Well, it happens, Brett. It's <laughs> toiletries. Grow up, Brett. Oh. Be an adult for crying out loud. No. You can hear the words rogue tampy and not giggle or gag. Gagging on a rogue tampy. What's wrong with you? Be an adult. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> a 
We got a 49-year-old man in Iran who recently showed up at the ER with a double-A battery lodged in his urethra. Whoa. That's pretty good work. Jeez. You got a big urethra. You get I a, could go uh, double-A in there. You think? It would take some stretching and some doing. There you go. There's the go. x-ray, and then there it is in a baggie. They let him take it. That's a double-A? looks like a triple-A. Are we sure? They're, say, a- they're saying double-A. Well, that went way up there, though. Yeah. Um, he managed to get up there and got stuck. Um, it would in, it was in there for 24 hours. Doctors were able to remove it without surgery, sent him home. He came back five months later. Though, Hold on. Because he was having trouble like peeing. Remove it without surgery? Yep. That means they went in and sucked it out. Clamped it down and pulled her out. That, to me, is surgery. That's a triple A. That's a triple A. That's yeah. a triple A. I agree. That finger, unless that guy's finger is massive. Yeah. Either way, you get a battery out of there non-surgically. Well, yeah. Got one. That's a double A. Let me yeah. see it. I'll see if I can get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Well, you, that, that's not an actual. There's no I way know, to do it. I know, but it's a triple A. Because you never know. It's got to be a triple A. Maybe in Iran. That's the other way around. Things. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Either way, he came back five months later because he was trouble having trouble peeing. Sure. Turned out there's a bunch of scar tissue possibly caused from yeah, I would toxic imagine. materials in the battery. <laughs> or just shoving stuff uh, in your dick. I mean, I think you're going to get scar tissue. I don't think yeah. it's ever meant to see other things. So then they did surgery. Urine and yummy. That's all that's supposed to shoot out of there. Sometimes blood, but that's when there's real bad problem. It's not suppo- It's not an intake. That's your pee-pee poo-poo news. Stop stuffing things in there, you weirdos. And it can't feel good. Ever. That's the leader in the clubhouse right now in 2022. With Man, there's, up your yeah, urethra. there's people listening right now who have had intake through the urethra for pleasure. And sound, you're freaks. You're the freaks. sounders. The sounders. Yeah, you're weirdos. There's nothing about that that's... It's just daring. That's all it is. There's no pleasure center in that. You're just you kind of are a pain for pleasure person. Weirdo. Brad, if I'm talking to you, I apologize. I don't know you well enough. Are you a sounder? Nobody in the room done it, right? No. No. The only time I had it done was a doctor shoving that pipe cleaner in there trying to give me an STD test back in the early 90s. I had a catheter one time when I got in my car accident. That's right. That was was the worst part of the car accident when they removed it. And I had the uh, stent. Yeah, Yeah, you had one in there. I had that thing that guy put in and drug out for a culture of the inside to see if I had... All I had was a urinary tract infection. This guy went full nine, tested me for like a thousand things like I was joining the Navy. That's the only time anything's ever going in there. I'll tell you that right now. Unless I'm knocked out first like you were in the car wreck and you woke up with it, that's the only way. Doctor says I got to go in. I'm like, nah, I'm dying from whatever's in there. Adios, Doc. Walk away like the end of The Incredible Hulk. Al Capone me. I'll die. As <laughs> yep, yep. That's it. I'll, I'll die crazy, <laughs> but I'll die. Tamara Megan Lee was in Nashville. She got pulled over the other night for drunk driving. Officer Ronald Connor was... One that pulled her over, she taps on the window, rolls it down. I'm pulling you over. You know why? Because I think you've been you've been wandering, right, in your car. She says, "I'll get away with it because I'm white." Good chance officer of that. Connor is a black officer, and oh. that's how it started off. And then says, "I'm going to need you a sobriety test." F you. Should have shot her. Now well, she got a D. She was drunk. She did not get away with it because she was white. She did not. 
Well, she's alive because she's white. Because you pull that crap uh, the other way, and there's a good yeah. chance you're going to take a bullet. I don't know if you saw this, but a rare Pokemon card sold for record-breaking $900,000. Crazy. It's like the Ty Cobb of Pokemon cards. Yeah, it's like one of the original late 90s, mid-90s cards, right? Yeah. Untouched, like it had... Mint. Unfettered by human hands. Pretty amazing. Let's get to some radio videos. Who would have ever thought you hang out on those Pokemon cards, you get a million dollars 20 years later. Chris has, like... Giant box full of them. He's got tons of them. I have no idea. How. Is there? Don't a touch them. Is there a Beckett for? I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you take it. I don't don't touch them ever again. That's what I kind of told him. Like, Put them. Get touch. those cases. Yeah. Get those little Case plastic kits. Even then, it's risky. Put gloves on. Don't ever touch them. I have uh, a full set of trading cards from Desert Storm. Right. Untouched. They're in the box. That's at the old building, right? No, no, no. I had the. I got those. uh, No, this is like the original, like the ninety ninety one war, and it was you know General Schwarzkopf and Dick Cheney, all the cards like Abrams tanks and all these things, things we're fighting against. My grandma got them for me, and there's like a set of three hundred or something like that. Got them in a box, and some guy told me those are going to be worth like three hundred thousand dollars. Everything is this wars, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Last time I checked, like one hundred and twenty dollars. I think it was a hundred bucks back then to get them. That means the market's just about to take off. It's about to pop. Yeah. <laughs> Patience. That's You'll what I see. Say. Patience. First uh, one's uh, a little weightlifting. Ah, here we go again. As a girl in a gym, yep, I don't know what she's doing. She's um, plyo box here. Buck 55, I believe. Oh, um, she's over the head with the. Uh, oh, walked it right back into the stand. And, oh. Nobody's spotting her. Oh, Look at him. He's I like, like yeah. you, idiot. Yeah, I like the beast that comes Live over. Us, goes, bro. Yeah. Clean and jerk, huh? Looks <laughs> like you should stick to just jerking, baby. You know you're doing that wrong. Yeah. You can hurt your back that way. And your head and your legs. You should probably stop doing all of that. Next one's birthday cake. Uh, kid, I think he's uh, turning five. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Blows the candle out. Oh, and, and the mashing. Oh, he's dead. a little shocked. And <laughs> smashes his face into the cake. That would be the only reason to have a kid just to do that. <laughs> Abuse it? <Yes>. Agreed. <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that. That's a frustrated dad right there. Dad who's been dreaming of that for four and a half years. Oh, that's awesome. Wrecked the cake. You know why? And that should happen at every child's birthday. If you allow a kid under the age of 17 to blow out the candles or an old man over the age of 70 to blow out the candles, the cake is tainted. Spit and all that. So smash their faces in it because it's not edible for anyone. Have you? You probably would, but I wouldn't. At a kid's birthday party, you do not eat the cake. It's changed. What do you mean well, it's changed? It. Well, because uh, you give sure, it. They get the, their own little tiny cake. You, yes. that they blow out. Don't you? On, and then the rest of the cake is for everybody. Try else. to serve that, kids' the, birthday cake that's that has a scam been that they've done now. <laughs> Come on, Billy. <laughs> Kid can't do it, and he's spitting all over the food. You're gonna serve that. I notice most, uh, a lot of them do the cupcakes. Yeah, give them individuals. The cup- yep. And that's the best thing about inventing the candles that just have the number instead of like, he's yeah. he's 13 and I got 13 candy kids going to spit all over the food. I've never eaten kids' birthday cake. Even when I was a kid, I'm like, he's spitting on all of it. I don't want any of that. You want a piece of cake, John? No. Didn't you see what happened to it? Next radio video is let's go to the UFC and see if we should call this fight or not. Okay. Or continue. Let's see what the, the guy's got a he's got a shiner. <laughs> oh, it's a shiner. It's a tumor oh, on the side of his head, it looks like. Yeah. They show how he gets it. Here it is early. 
Yeah, well, that's that's happening as a, oh, oh another elbow to the to the there tumor. It is bigger <laughs> elephant man. Yeah. Hang on a second. They got to stop that. Look up Hasim Rahman. That's a sinus cavity uh, explosion. Yep. And uh, Hasim Rahman took a shot. I think Lennox Lewis was who he was fighting. It may have been. uh, I think it was Lennox. Lennox blew Hasim Rahman's uh, sinus cavity over his eye to the point where it looked like he had a football stuck to the top of his head. And Hasim Rahman was a good fighter and, I mean, just got pounded. And the worst part about it was, was it Lennox that was hitting him? Vander. Vander. It was a Vander's fight. It, it, Look it, at Vander that. targeted that thing. He kept hitting it. I'm like, it's going to blow up, and he's going to die. Uh, Joanna Jerjasic, the one that she had against uh, the Chinese fighter when she lost her title. I don't remember that. Oh. I don't watch girl fights. Yeah. You, I think you've seen it because we talked about it. Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe you've seen the injury. But I just had one explosion off from a punch, but a sinus infection. Right. Oh, no, sinus infection is the worst. Oh, yeah, there you go. She turned her into the elephant, oh, man. man. Good one. She looks good. So she was getting punched, and you could just see it. You could see it moving. Yeah, right over the forehead. Oh, it's disgusting. But then to watch to watch the other fighter target it to try to blow it up. This poor kid. I've never seen anything like that growing on the side of his head. Just blood pooling. Gross. Next one's a little uh, cliff diving. I think this one will be the. Uh, I don't know. The if Twenty twenty two. I'm not going to. Sp- I'll let you see it first. Right, but here it is. Guy cliff diving. Yeah. Feet first, okay. first time. That's pretty good. Now his sister. Oh, his sister's up there. She's got a little bit of a weight issue. She's James Gum's girl, about a size fourteen. Oh, she's got to work her way out a little bit further out. There's not going to be because you got to jump out. Yeah, and gravity's not kind to her. It's going to be extra strong. It's not. Remember, Darlene, you got to jump out. No, you can't slide down the hill, Darlene. Go. They count it out. She does go on three. It's not as bad as you think, but uh, yeah, okay. her, her jumping out to clear. Well, it's bad right now, Brady. I'd yeah. rather see her get hurt than standing okay. in a bikini. Well, jump out. What a pig. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Two. Three. Here's her leap. And there she goes. No! And... Oh! Full belly flop you from, the, you from, from the hip. The sound All right. Let's, now that we've seen it. Oh, Face can't fly. Rewind. Stop that belly flop. That when, is... If you've ever said when pigs fly, you owe some people some money. <laughs> All right, the first guy goes, and it's a great jump. He looks like he's in shape. I don't know why he's hanging out with this lady. Like, he's in a much better uh, physical she's condition. It must be his sister, because yeah. there's no reason to have her in her bikini around that decent-looking gentleman. Oh, this lady is large. And not a lot of confidence as she sets herself on the diving ramp. Oh, hillbilly. Here we go. Oh, God. She's teetering. What did, what did she go, 220? How does she have balance? Yeah. She's yeah. been toting that around yeah, for a while. Well, she's on a little tiny stick. She's a biscuit. All right, here we go. Listen. She's diving in. Oh, that is her oh, stomach. That is her ample stomach hitting the water. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is yeah. salted pork belly Ooh. when that hits that water. Well, the good news is her organs were well protected. Somewhere somebody's writing poetry about her. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's no one writing poetry about her other than the, the poem would be called Please Get Off of Me. <laughs> I see it was liked by our buddy Kyle Turley. Oh, Turley liked that one. He likes fat girls jumping in water. He always has. Turley's a fan of concussions. Man, and the water. You know, the, the victim in that is the is the water itself. Now, what we really should be worried about is how did she hurt the environment by jumping into that? Because I'm sure many turtles and fish died that day. The oil spilled tsunami, out. From that tsunami that just came into their village and destroyed them, wiped them out. 
That was an ecological nightmare, having that fat girl dive in belly first. Victor says, John, that Rockman fight, Evander headbutted him, if you remember. That's Evander always headbutted. That's, that yeah. was Evander's. Evander That's headbutted everybody. Tyson. That's why Tyson got his ear off. He was known for it. Yeah, Rockman got and then, But he just kept targeting that bump. So gross. I don't remember the fight well. I just remember Rockman's head. I couldn't remember if it was Lennox or Evander, but man, oh man. Brutal. Makes you never want to take a, a, a poke in the melon. Uh, there you go. That is your Brady Report, brought to you by our friends at Hooters. It's 98KUPD. Uh, seven dust right there. It's uh, already 820, Monday. Cruising through a Monday morning. This is easy. Easy stuff. Uh, I have to say, this is uh, another year I've done this for uh, this person. It says, good morning, John. Another year down. Can you do a shout-out to my daughter again? Her name is Anna, and she has been forced to listen to you every morning, all year long, once again. Thanks, man. Matt. There you go. Anytime you are forcing your children to listen to this show, uh, we will gladly say hello to them. Here's the fun part of that. Raising them right. That's right. Talking to Kevin Ray yesterday. Uh, Voice of the Phoenix Suns, if you don't (laughs) count Al McCoy. Uh, Kevin had his daughters there. His daughter's in her early 20s and super sweet. His kids are amazing. His his son, Zachary, is a blast. He's 21, 22. His other daughter's up there. So uh, uh, talking, and he said that uh, he used to always kind of listen to the show driving his kids to school and stuff and those poor kids and they would go pick up other kids from other families and force them to listen listen to this and i'm like kevin ray has created probably 10 accidental listeners and even his daughter last night said yeah we'd sit back there and the stuff that we weren't supposed to understand because our parents would know we get it and that means we would like force ourselves not to laugh at some of the stuff you talk about because that would mean how do you know about that would be the next question so again been a teaching tool and i've been called a tool a lot in my life but a teaching (laughs) tool is now what we are so happy birthday to anna and you're being forced to listen because uh it's torture to listen to anyone else let's be honest it's not like we're so great the rest of the city just absolutely stinks that's really what's helping you out here but it is fun when people say my dad used to make me listen to you guys and now i listen as an adult It's pathetic. (laughs) It's just sad. It's sad that that happened. But moments like Friday uh, make it worthwhile for even me. We got to play uh, in the big leagues on Friday. Jay Farrell was here. And uh, it's always fun when somebody wants to play along with the Guadalupe Squares. And Jay was more than happy. He had a blast. Ron Caps was here. He did not win the NHRA weekend. You guys went out there. uh, Old old, uh, uh, blast bucket throat goat Caps. Didn't quite get to the finals. He was beaten by the legendary John Force again. But uh, Caps was, uh, you know, he's in the running. He had another nice run. So points, he got good points. And by next year, maybe he'll be a, a three-time champion when he visits again next uh, February. But uh, if you went to the drags this weekend, just outrageously fun. Perfect when we were weather. there. You guys, you guys were there all day. It was great. Um, the weather was fabulous. Yeah. The When we were there, a lady came up, um, and I just missed her, but he came, came up with a coconut. Bra, the ca- the caps, as, he's, as he's packing the uh, blast bucket. Glorious. Yeah, the blast bucket is ready, and Throat Goat was... Uh, there were people buying at him like a goat and everything else. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the Throat Goat. But he was here, uh, Farrah was here, and we had a Guadalupe Squares uh, just jam-packed with stuff, and it was a blast. So here it is, the Guadalupe replay with the great Jay Farrow and Ron Caps joining us last Friday. Because why would we work on a Monday? Let's just redo something from Friday. Here you go. The host of your Guadalupe Squares is Miss Mo Bergeron. Mo! Thank you. Take it away. What would Brady do? Hmm? All right, it is.
is time for Brady to solve all the world's problems. Because he's the most moral man in all the world. That's how we work it. At least all of Phoenix, or at the very least this room, or at the very least in his own room. <laughs> outside yeah, of the studio. Outside of that chair you sit in, there is no one more moral. I was going to say in this room, that's not very No, tough, no, the bar's I mean? low, Brett. Yeah. The bar's low. Uh, what would Brady do is brought to you by. i got to see if the new coffee's in here or not. <laughs> it's the old one. It's brought to you by Mo Money Pawn. Shorter long-term collateral loans from ten dollars to $100,000. No credit needed and top dollar paid with the entire process just taking several, several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com uh, bringing you What Would Brady Do Today? Brady, i got some gems on here. None of these are fun. Like the world's in kind of this weird dark cloud state right now. Jeez, of, no kidding. It just feels weird. So every problem feels a little more weighty than normal. Uh, let's try this one. This is a toughie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that for later. Terry, I'm getting to yours. He wrote me this today. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dear Brady, my sister's a complete whore. (laughs) I can't have her around my teen daughter because evidently uh, she had sex with one of my teen daughter's friends. He's 16, told my daughter that he had sex with her aunt. She's 31. Nice. (laughs) Where's the problem? I want to turn her in, but my brothers are stopping me. I hate my whore sister. Do I go rogue and alienate the whole family to get this sea-soaked whore off the streets <laughs> or not? The reason I read that is for the phrase sea-soaked whore. <laughs> Brady, what would you do if your sister was a whore and having sex with teen boys? Uh, I'd say my piece with her and you wouldn't it really go to the authorities? Her. No. No? I'd do it for my sister because anything to get her off the streets is great. <laughs> yeah. No? No. You just tell her you can't have sex with kids? She should already know that. Yeah. You know it's illegal. You can right. get in trouble for it. Knock it off. <laughs> but isn't that probably in her brain already? Like, she probably knows not to have sex with the kinder, uh, uh, you know. So your words if, if are going to fall on death. Again, here. if there's a running habit of it, like all of a sudden it's continuing, it, it you're... I guess the example would be your uh, brother is uh, Epstein, Andrew Epstein, yeah. or... Yeah, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Like, uh, what is your limit for family members having underage sex before you call and turn them in? Anything over one age year? Like, I oh, guess so if two. they so give them yeah, a, you give them a mulligan. Yeah, they get a, they get a mulligan. <laughs> underage mulligan. Because there could be a. I mean, there is a factor, <laughs> and let's say knowingly they did. Like from what grooming that and harvesting, then then you might have a problem. But one sixteen-year-old. All right. Yeah. You got for a woman, for a man, he's out after you don't allow a man that goof. No. So your oh, brother no. does I it guess I, right yeah, to jail. That's a problem. Right? Oh, yeah, hang him. Yeah. yeah. You hang like if Tom did it, you're calling the authorities immediately. Oh yeah. If your brother banged a 16 year old girl. Oh yeah, because he's uh, for sure he's yeah. out. But even when he's, he's 31, a high school teacher, even when he's oh, so it's possible. Ooh. So if you found yeah. that out and he did it with one, you're you're ratting him out. Um, Ooh, Brady's got a tough dilemma here. So was, this guy's writing in. Now, if it's your sister, I'm with you. The mulligan is very possible. Because this kid, this 16-year-old might be swinging some, swinging a hammer, looking the part. He's ripped. He might look like he's about 19. It's, it is different. The double standard does exist for a reason. And also, I think of like uh, when I was 16 and if I was with the 25-year-old, That's wrong would, I be, would I be ruined? No. I wouldn't. Now, some people be a hero with your think, friends. You know, 
Devil's well, advocate, some people do argue that that does wreck a kid. But if you're 16 and you're with a 31-year-old and you want her over, you might be a little bit emotionally goofed up. Yeah. But you're, you might also just be proud enough to walk through and make yourself have a better world. I think if you're like 12, 13, terrible. That's... But you get into 16, the kid's got some game. And some of those 16-year-old boys look like like they're Adonises. They're like, they look great. They're in the peak of physical condition. They might have matured a little quicker. I was not that 16-year-old boy, so I don't know what that's like. But I saw the ones that I'm looking at. I'm like, that's there are, a man. There huh? are advanced yeah. on both sides. Um, so, you know, like, I, you're right when you put it in that perspective. Is yeah. there more leniency on my sister than I yeah. would be on my brother? Yeah, I was goofing around with this. Uh, we were talking to these people, and I talked to this one kid, and I said something about banging the girl he was with, joking around. Didn't know him. Uh, he was a, turned out to be the son of some guy who went to the game with us and stuff, and I made a joke, and I'm like, ah, yeah, banging that girl over there. And he goes, hey, man, I'm 14. I'm like, you're 14? I thought you were like 26. <laughs> like, he's a grown-up. And I'm like, oh, my God. If I was a whore, I'd probably fallen for it. So you don't turn her in. I'm not turning. You tell her you got one more. If I find out you bang another teenager, you're going to jail. Yeah, yeah. Like Lay's, I bet you can't eat just. Yeah, one. you can't. Well, yeah, she's like the chips ahoy. You're just you're going to bite into a couple of those. <laughs> I say, uh, you have the cop scare her. There you go. How does that happen? Yeah, but how do you do the that? The cops yeah. are going to go. Cops know about it. Just yeah. get they a gotta, cop friend and just go. Hey, that's uh, what you need. And and yeah. all you have to do is just be out at her house with your cop friend in front, and point to her house and stuff. I like tell the cops that uh, like something's going on in there that you think there's illegal drug activity in her house or something. Have the knocking on the door saying, "Hey, the neighbors are complaining about noise." Just have her a cop. Like I think I would do it with a police stripper gram. You know, first <laughs> coming in with, with the, the police, police box and everything. And- <laughs> See, I'd make a noise complaint. I'd make a noise complaint and then go over to her house and go, "I saw the cops at your house, and uh, and I had a feeling it was about your teen loving." Well, no, I'm like, and I talked to him about it. You did what? Like I talked to the police about it. He's keeping an eye on you. That's what I'd do. I'd have her. I'd have her worried that I've got people watching. What I need you to do is, um, let's go to her parents or his parents mm-hmm. and get their permission. Why don't you let uh-huh. them know? Why don't oh. you let them know? If you're there, you go. Her. Yeah, go to the teen boy's parents and tell them what happened and let them handle it. I mean, I would say That's I better. would tell her you need to do this. No, you want I to continue? Would, you're ready. Great. If not, then I'm going over there. Excuse me, Mary Kay Letourneau, is yeah. this okay? Uh, is that all right? Yeah. Is <laughs> exactly. it all right that your son nailed this? And the dad's like, hell yes. <laughs> Except for, maybe she's ugly. Because you remember back in the, I mean, the the superstar version of that was Percy with uh, yeah. Courtney Stodden. He got right. permission. Yeah. But by that was guy girl. And, um... That was different Paul because Walker. Yeah, Paul Walker. I still. It's just because he was so handsome and he started to become rich that the parents of that sixteen-year-old said, "Yeah, you can have at it." He was thirty. Yep. So this is different because it's a girl. I like that. You go to the boy's parents and say, "My sister had sex with your son. You should know that. Here's her number and have them handle it." Again, that's that, you might as well. I mean, that's basically turning them in in a way in a way unless those parents are like you know i know our son's a whore too he probably lied about his age and maybe there's some sort of a middle ground there but put the fear of god into it that's the solve right there well done go to the boy's parents and say my sister nailed your kid and i don't know what you want to do about it but you need to know this she's 31 years old she's a predator and i hate her she's a whore great stuff good family drama right there you think your family's got drama that's good stuff uh, dear Brady, what should I do as far as a career change? I've been in the world of electricity, 
Uh, for the last 26 years, I was an electrician. I have enough money to get by, but I do need a job to kill time and pay the basic bills. Um, a job that's not stressful, uh, has zero responsibility, just flat mindless retirement job, but I'm not quite retired. Pick my next chapter, you bastard. Kenneth. A mindless job? Something he gets to do now to just uh, fill, fill the void of time. It's overnight work, but uh, security jobs. There's some pretty Oof. good. It depends on the company. That's that's pretty yeah, mindless. That's, that's schedule. That's, that's definitely I, I, mindless. I wouldn't schedule that. Exactly. The guy's asking for a mindless job. Why would? <laughs> yeah, but if something goes wrong, and I'm then saying, it's, yeah. like some of those companies, it's just they want someone there sitting there. I mean, thinking about the ones that we've had throughout on the radio side when we were at 840 North Central, that building yeah. over there. We'd go over there. Guy would be asleep sometimes. Yeah, Do great. overnights here. You know, overnights. Yeah. Overnights. Is <laughs> a, a real good mindless job that pays fairly well, and it's uh, eighteen months of employment as morning show host at KDKB. <laughs> like you don't, you don't have to do anything. You're, you're going to lose your job. There's absolutely nobody so uncomfortable because he's going to meet her later today. But you, you don't get too close. That's all I'm saying. Don't get too close. Because you're just going to have your heart no, broken. She's walking out. You're going to have your heart broken. Don't tie in. Don't be pals. At least they know what they're getting into a little bit, because that is one of the things. Yeah. Would you like to be in morning mindless? I will say this. <laughs> Mike Ehrman Trout from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad has the greatest, I've retired, I've got enough money. Now, he was doing something on the side to get money as a, you know, kind of a, a mercenary. But the perfect cover and a job where nobody bothers you, and if you're looking for mindlessness where you just sit and watch TV and get paid, uh, a man in the box, you just work the uh, arm at a at a building that requires a dude to sit in a box. So in front of like a, a gated community, uh, hi, where are you yeah, doing? That's, yeah, that's the best job in the yeah. world. It's not security because a lot of those guys are just hitting the button to let you in and out. There's a dude at the Enchantment Resort who has the greatest job of all time. He sits in the uniform and has a clipboard. And when you pull up, he goes, hi, welcome to the Enchantment Resort in Sedona. Can I help you? I'm like, sure. Uh, I'm right. Okay. I see you you're on the list? list here. Do you have any questions yep. on where to go? Nope. Go right through. And then he buzzes up to the front that the Holmberg party is here. And they're waiting on you. What a gig. He doesn't do anything all day long. He doesn't have to stop marauders or break. You get decent ex- exercise. You have to get up out of your chair, yep. go out to Walk the front. Walk out to the car and say hi to the people with your clipboard. You're, yeah. uh, improve, you're riding. Yeah, you what know, is it? 10, 12 plates. times a day. Yeah, you're right down. A, great mindless work being a man in a box. Here's your pass. This is the saddest one we've had in a while. This one is just debilitating. Sad or debilitating? What would you prefer? The last letter. Let's go. Um, well, let's go debilitating. All right. I want to give my ex another chance, Brady. Oh, we broke up six years ago. We had a child together. I think the reunion has gone slowly but well. She, however, is not doing one thing I'm requiring for us to be together again, and that is get a DNA test on our daughter. She was having a relationship with a guy when we were together. Uh, I used to be friends with him, and everybody always said we looked alike, except he had jacked-up teeth. And my daughter's teeth, as she's getting older, are coming in sideways. I know nothing will change for me, but I do need to know before I commit to her everything, all the truths, who she's been with. No matter how painful it is, we have to get to the bare basics for this to work. Love is a mother-effer. What would you do, Terry? I would uh, get a cheek swab. Oh, man. I'd get the DNA done on the side. Yeah, get it done behind her back. Did yeah. the guy hear the words coming out of his mouth as he typed that? Nope. 
Nope, he wasn't. Why are you getting back together with her? Even if the kid DNA is yours or not, why are you climbing back into this night? Done this before you thought about getting back together. Yeah, you've got. You're and not. why have things changed? Right, and they haven't clearly because right. all he wants to do is because he's got a notebook of love letters to her that he's <laughs> right. trying to away for. It sounds to me like he's trying to get to the bottom of six years ago, and he doesn't have all the answers he needs. So he's confused. Like, he's like, I got to know things I don't know. I just wonder. And he's uh, pining for what could have been. How much of a dad has he been for the six years, too? I don't too? know. I don't know. That's. He, he, what he's saying is I need her to tell me all the truth. He needs to know. He's got too many questions she hasn't answered. Beyond the kid. Like, right. I want to know everybody, who she's been with, all this other stuff. Like, you're just, you're just investigating for the sake of investigating. Go find somebody else. That's terrible. And be a good, uh, yeah. continue to be a good dad. And treat the kid right and do the Whatever. thing. And if there's a swab, Wait. there's a swab. But don't get back into this mess. You're just going to screw that kid up more. Because then what happens? Your DNA test, you find out it's not yours. Now you're back together with the mom. And now you got some other yeah. swinging dick hanging around somewhere down the road. And now, what about scissor mouth? Yeah, Who well, might be yeah, the dad? Yeah, right. <laughs> and here's the thing. And now you got to pay for braces for scissor mouth. Yeah. When the, clearly the other guy should be footing the bill for that. Oh, it's nothing but, whoa, differences. That's all I see. You're going to have a problem with him. i got to call Toledo to try to get dentist yeah. money. i got to get a DNA test to make sure that, and you know that this shark that you've got as a daughter isn't yours, or you wouldn't be looking at her teeth thinking otherwise. Can't uh, turn a hoe into a housewife. Brett <laughs> <laughs> surmised it all beautifully. T-shirt. <laughs> Never turn a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> God damn it. Come on. That should be Don't. there. Should be planes pulling a banner that says <laughs> like should be daily reminders on your phone. By the way, have you tried to turn a hoe into a housewife today? Knock it off. <laughs> Never turn a hoe into a housewife. You saw that kid's teeth, and you know, you know, and you don't want to pay for braces. <laughs> and you're right. Here's the one thing that you want to do. I mean, in the future, is learn from that candidate before you know what the red flags were on that. Going into that, else you'll end up repeating the same thing. With her? Yeah. Oh, you're in a nightmare going into it. The next one into it, if he's got the same type of girl, she ain't ain't changed. If you met a girl. I know, but I'm saying for his future relationship, a lot of times the guys, it's just like the girls that go after bad boys or whatever. You can repeat that thing until you. Look, if six years ago you guys broke up because things were crazy. And then in that time, you're like, you know what? I'm over it. Then be over it. Don't drag it back up. Don't go, okay, we have to fix six years ago in order for today to work. If you're willing to go forward, all that has to go away, except for Shark Mouth. If you've got, you know, Jaws is sitting there with her braces, and you're like, I know that's not mine because I know the guy who's got the, the picket fence for a mouth that probably fathered this thing. You're going in with so many problems from the last time you were together. I don't, you're an idiot. There was a reason you bounced the first right. time. And sometimes, and look, you stick with and that. sometimes yeah. the reason you bounced is fine if you come to an agreement to say, we can start over. But again, you can't go back and fix that. You have to start over. And yeah. if you're already starting with DNA tests yeah. and tell me the truth, yeah. it's never Well, what I would chance. do is, I'm, you know, best you can, I'm not getting back together with that person, right. but I am, the curiosity is oh. still, I'm going to do the DNA. Sure. Because that'll eat at you. Right. Oh, it already has been. Yeah. yeah. You You'll get, eventually want to know that. Yep. Yeah. You've got Uda Banga stain in there mm-hmm. with her teeth yep. sharp, shooting out of every Stadia orifice. Yeah. Yeah. Run from yeah. this. this. Run from this.
And that's easy to do. It's real easy. And if you want to swab the kid and find out that your life is less complete than you thought or more, that's up to you. But the relationship, how, how dare you? How dare you waste Brady's time? <laughs> I mean, if Kirby hits seven foot, I'm getting a DNA test. You know? yeah. Oh, no. I mean, there's, there's, Kirby I got seven foot, I'm getting yeah. a DNA yeah. test. I want to meet her dad. I got to meet this guy. It's like, how tall are you that the girl is Sean seven? Sean Bradley shows yeah, up. Just yeah. like Sean Bradley's and mission well, went somewhere. Right. And when did he come over? Yeah, yeah. I the worst part is he'd have to wheel over at this point. <laughs> yeah, Sean's been through a lot. Yeah. But, like, I, I got to meet this gigantic eight-footer. Yeah, if Kirby hits the seven-foot mark, Brady, I'm doing a DNA test on you. <laughs> What's in your past? I've got my limits. Yeah, yeah, no, no. There's, there's definitely, like, watermarks that you're like, okay, she passed something she shouldn't have passed. Yeah, seven feet is a line in the sand when Brady's the dad. That's probably a pretty good indicator that maybe there's something there. But the shark teeth, if you have good teeth, your whole family's got good teeth, there's always a chance a kid could have some mucked up teeth. But if if your doppelganger banged your girlfriend seven or eight years ago and his teeth were his calling card. And both of their teeth are uh, facing west. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) Is that the back of your tooth I'm looking right at? How am I seeing the back of your teeth staring at your face? They're in their backwards. Okay. <laughs> you get one of them snagglers that goes over another one. I'm like, all right, this is definitely the other guy's kid. And braces aren't cheap. So if no. this kid's seven or eight years old, like I would assume, braces are right around the corner here. The snaggle push should pay for that. You're in a nightmare. Oh, the phone calls you'd have to make. Okay, dude. You're the dad. You're pay- I'm going to act like the dad, but you're the real dad. I'm paying for the braces. No. Hotfoot. Pull a Toledo's dad. Get the hell out of there. Never talk to these people again. Yeah. Dude, you remember that noise Scooby-Doo used to make when he'd run away from stuff? That's a Toledo's dad mom. Like, let's get out of here, Scoop. Ram, look at her teeth. Me. <laughs> run. I know this end seems uh, obvious, but you guys didn't say what happens if he finds out it is the third guy's kid. Third guy? Third guy. Or the other guy. Oh, that would be the third person. If it is, he's out. He's I mean, he's he's done. You don't start a relationship with with scientific testing. I think he's saying if if he finds out that he's not the father. (laughs) Right. And you have been basically the father Trying for six years. That would be hard for me to oh, it's brutal. cut it Boy, off. I had that, I oh, had you don't cut it Alex's off. Sister. Yeah. You just don't I pay for the teeth. that's what they were saying. Yeah, that, kid, that dude better have dental because I'm not covering Snagglepuss's yeah. mouth if you're the DNA. I'll be there you to feed it. You might want to put him nice. in the equation. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, guys, if, you're, if you're not going to be much absolutely. of a father. Absolutely. Texture says, yeah. guys, I can say hell no. My dad took my mom back two times after finding out she was cheating wasn't until 30 years the third strike he threw in the towel. <laughs> like Brett said, can't make a whole housewife. <laughs> <laughs> Snagglepuss is a my, different story. My, Where my are your teeth? Is a, yeah. is a hoe. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's a, my mom is a hoe is a tough t-shirt. Mom's a hoe. I'd wear it just for laughs, but my mom is a hoe is a tough t-shirt. Anyway, good luck true. to all of you. You're all, it's a great shirt, actually. It'd be I mean, Brad, in your case, I wouldn't be wearing that around right now. It's not right a, it's now. It's insensitive. No, Maybe in a right year now. or two. Maybe. I mean, look, <laughs> I don't want to go down that avenue with Brad. I, I you know, think the world of him and stuff, but I just don't think it's time. I can get your you, mom's a hoe. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's, that's perfect. John's mom's a hoe. I would laugh hysterically. Yeah. No, I just that, mean yeah. in general. Your mom's a hoe. Let's yeah. get specific. It could be fun. <laughs> and I would just write, Jesus, Dick, sorry for your loss on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's coming after my mom for no reason with his shirt. 
but hysterical nonetheless. Yeah, what a disaster. I'd read the last one, but it makes me sad. That's the one you could have, like, the the, more wearable than the one you had in the past that said there's two people humping on my shirt and then Jesus on the back. God bless. Just kidding. kidding. I wore that. Your mom's a hoe. (laughs) And then on the back it says Jesus. Just Just kidding. kidding. No one wants to F your mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, uh, snaggle, snaggle puss, your mom's a hoe. Oh, I can't imagine. Anyway, sorry. And as a mother, like, how dare you? Like, tell a guy who's been paying, the, like, I'm not doing the test. Because she knows the gravy train stops. Then she's got to go over to the That was the know, other thing I the thought about. Guy. A reason why she wants to reunite again. Of course. Well, beyond that, like, this guy's evidently been paying like it's his kid. Or being a stand-up individual, and and the snaggly tooth guy's gone. Yeah. So now you got to drag. What is she still hitting the snag? Snag. You got to drag him back in, no matter what the situation is, just to find. Ah, run. You know what you should do is stop paying the bills until she does the test. I'm not giving any money to that. I don't believe that's my child anymore. I love her, but it's on you to to. Tough to do if if sure it's real. You know she's struggling to pay for the kid. Yeah. Well, that you've been doing for, but sounds to me she realizes she's got some currency between her legs. I bet she can make it work. I'll get you to get somebody to pay her. Talk about a guy, a man in the box. She is the box. She's going to be running around selling yeah. that thing for. What's the phrase again? What you can't turn a hoe in a housewife. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, she can't... can pay for them braces then. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Get on the pole, yeah. sister. Now, she doesn't sound hot enough to me. To be uh, worth your effort, either because you're trying to drudge this back up, and six years later she's still available. This chick's ugly. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And she's going after scissor day mouth shift at, again. Uh, she's day shifting <laughs> over highlighter <laughs> with that baby pen on the back of the stage. Well, that you know that that uh, great whites back there gnawing on some chew toys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, run from this family. Uh, there you go. Brett's going to leave us in a second. Yeah. He's got to go to Sedona with Paul Marshall this morning. No. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. I just watched him leave. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You and Paul are going up no, for No, that's not happening. Modeling. So influence. Yeah, modeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I going up there. I look forward to those shots. To happen. You Man, gotta, I look you forward to those shoot. shots. It's a hair shoot for a salon. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Sedona for a client this morning. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good gig right there, Brett. All right, so we'll kick him out. There you go, everybody. That... Is somehow or another what Brady did, and I think you solved all the problems properly. Well done. That was what Brady did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go, a little sublime for you. It's Santeria. It's uh, 9.45 in the morning sickness, and uh, cruising through a Monday, just getting right through another one. Uh, Brett just left us, though. We lose Brett because he's got to go to Sedona to play. Uh, in the Sedona snow or whatever's going on. He's got some client thing. He gets to go up and play on on vehicles. I don't know what they're, they're doing. They're checking out trails, yeah. crystals. It's to go out. Yeah, he's going to do some crystal and yoga and all that. <laughs> got an email that says, uh, a lot of talk this morning, boys, about crying over boxes. I remember I cried over one years ago. It said, check here if you're the father on the birth certificate. Signed, Toledo's dad. (laughs) Toledo's dad's worst box was a little tiny one. Got to put a check mark in it. That's good stuff. Bastard from a basket. Orphan from a basket in the middle of the desert. (laughs) 
All right, I'll do them all. <laughs> Look at me. You're lower than a bastard. <laughs> Toledo's dad chimes in every once in a while he calls up. <laughs> this one is so fitting. You're an orphan from a basket in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yes, that's where you're right here. Not an orphan. You're yeah. in the desert. Well, sort of by his, by his standards. By his standards. Yeah. He'd like that to be the case. Hilarious. Great movie. Uh, if you're Toledo's dad. He sees that as the best comedy of 1998. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I don't know when that movie came out. It had to be around then. I don't know. Uh, it's time now for Brady to do the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Uh, happy belated birthday to our, our Josh, by the way. It was like last Wednesday. We were out there. We worked real hard. I got my, I'm back on it, you know, I'm, I'm working around my injury uh, while I recover from surgery and stuff. And I'm out there feeling great, doing all the stuff. And at the end, I'm sweating, stomach's on fire. I'm like, that was a great workout. And they're like, it's Josh's birthday. You want some cake? Yes, I do. I want cake. I want cake now. <laughs> After a good hard workout, I want a lot of cake. So then, uh, then it's their way. That's waiting. my kind of workout. That was Brady's workout right there. And by the way, someone texted over and said, uh, "I was kind of half paying attention." Did Brady? Did Brady say that legally he wants mulligans for pedophilia? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he kind of did. I think he sort of did. Yep. In a weird way, Brady did say. And then off the, air, the we, question was, well, "That's your pedo would mulligan." Would I turn my brother in? Or his sister. That's he not, gets a pedal. It's not mulligan. for everyone. Yeah, Brett, and then off the air, Brady's like, Brett, what if Brett did it? I'm like, he wouldn't be working here anymore. Yeah. What about Stebbings? I'm like, I'd turn his ass in. Really? I'm like, Just yes. checking your well, gauge. You're yeah. out. We 17, are, yeah. 16, you're yeah, done. Yeah. I can't have that infiltrate my life where I'm sitting in front of cameras and Channel 10 going, did you know? I'm like, if I knew, I would have turned him in. No. Well, yeah, out there, we imagine the legal scenario of where you're in court. Your yeah. Honor, please. Yeah. I'm invoking the Brady yeah. Bogan clause. The, the Brady Bogan Mulligan clause. I mean, let's be honest. He's never done it before, at least in, with paperwork. He's got his one. All right, there's your Mulligan, buddy. Lay off the kinder. Thanks, Your Honor. You're not in trouble if you turned your brother in. <laughs> right. That Bogan rule is bad. No pedal Mulligans. If you know about it, you're just as guilty at that point. Like you can get in some heat for keeping that under wraps. Now, it's not pedophilia of teenagers. That's child abuse and sexual assault. So pedophilia is like an age gap. Like, it really goes down. Oh, like, legally, you mean? Yeah, legally. Look, I've looked me, into it. I've still, looked into it. It's still, it's still a bit pedo <laughs> I've looked into me. it. When's that line get gray, I say? Yeah. Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's not pedo, because pedo is child, child. Yeah. And then you get into a different animal there. Where it's, I don't know. I still took my 16-year-old to his pediatric... Yeah, but that's, you don't have to do that anymore. It's not a pedo doctor. It's wrong. Why? Because he loves the train that yeah. still runs around the office? Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's semantics, but it's wrong. Oh, he loves a train. The pedo, the pedo loves a train, Brady. <laughs> yep. Ask any Catholic priest. They just love lifting that dress and playing choo-choo. Any hoot. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Tactical Black, self-defense. From all these weirdos Sorry, in the world. And they're out there. There's, they're all, all right. over the... Yeah, you got to get out there and defend yourself. I was doing a bunch of stuff on Wednesday. I can't wait. We're going back today. Uh, and I just... I'd forgotten how much fun it is because now I'm free to move a little bit better than I was before the surgery. And I'm feeling great. So, uh, again, they've worked out a program just for me, basically, because they'll do that. Like, when you go into the classes, they're like, okay, you've got a problem with your knee and whatever. Let's work around that. Let's make it so you under some sort of duress, would know what to do in that situation. I got an email from a lady here named Wendy that says, uh, I'm sending a message to people who live in uh, that radio that I actually do not know. I experienced an incredibly empowering React Defense Rape Prevention Seminar. And to all the bad guys out there, be careful who you mess with. The defense team, React Defense team is successfully training and empowering women how to defend themselves. 
Thank you to the React Defense Glendale family for hosting this thing. Thank you, John, for telling us about React Defense. There are many women there that said it was because of hearing uh, you guys talk about it that made them go to React Defense. That's why they were there. That's why they're powerful, signed Wendy. That's it. If you've ever been to the uh, rape prevention course that they do, you will literally before your eyes see women go from unsure to confident, powerful people in under three hours. It doesn't mean you're impervious to trouble. It just means that you're probably not a victim like you were at least three hours earlier. It's amazing. This this is a tried and true. I keep going on and on. So check it out for yourself. ReactDefense.com, the home of Tactical Black. No mulligans. Brady, entertainment. Bill Paxton's family reached a $1 million settlement with the anesthesiology company that worked on his uh, 2017 heart surgery. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He died of a stroke after the procedure, and the family still suing the hospital and the doctor who performed it. They decided rather than go through court and litigation, let's just settle it. Wait, Bill Paxson's dead? Yeah. That was the one who died in the thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For some reason in that, I read that as somebody from the family had passed away, too. And I'm like, this happened no, twice. No, the family. Well, at first, I was family reading it yeah. Bill Pullman. And I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, I no. just saw him yeah, yeah. in something. Yeah. Okay. That's right, because it was under some surgery. Like, did this happen again? This is old story. Gotcha. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are urging people to donate to the UN to help those fleeing the Ukraine after Russia's, you know, invasion. So they stepped up and donated a million bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's great, but I really don't know what that means. Well, what they're dealing with there is, you know, in the last, they basically make the point in the last forty-eight hours when the invasion happened. Right. You have uh, 100,000 people having to leave sure. their homes. Where does it go? It goes to the UN Refu- Refugee Refugees. Agency, and they're uh, on the ground helping 50,000 Ukrainians. That's amazing. Got a line of cars trying to get out of the Ukraine and into Poland, 22 miles long. And into Romania, too. Yeah. There was another one 18 that I saw in Romania. Degrees, and yeah, the neighboring. Out there. Yeah. And all, all I thought of when I saw that pile out. was like, where are they pooping? Uh, 22 miles stranded 18 degrees somebody's got to poop like that on the road on the 10 you know you're not quite to quartzite yet you can't make that that rest stop no i'm not saying that it's like (laughs) nothing like that (laughs) comparing quartzite to which is ukraine quartzite or the draw the 10 (laughs) is zero comparisons to a drive through the 10 and escaping war-torn ukraine into poland if you had to poop on the 10 that would be the only comparison stop pooping on the 10 toledo it reminds me a lot of that drive I had once over there to Blythe. It does? Time! And the Russians were all over. Bastards from a basket! When I dropped a deuce at Dateland. <laughs> That's on the 8. I, I crap down there all the time. The 8's so close to Mexico, no one's going to notice. All right, let's get out of here. We're done. Uh, that's it. You guys have yourselves a very healthy and happy Monday. And if the nukes don't fly, we'll be here tomorrow. That'll be fun. Hooray! Hooray us. Uh, in the meantime, be nice to each other, uh, especially if you're Ukrainian and Russian and you're working together. It's a tough time in that office, and I want you guys to just be nice. That's all we're asking. We're done. Have a great one. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long. Until later. Bye. Forever, friend. And remember, everybody, always keep a nice big smile on your face.